0: So welcome to the Coffee and Heroes podcast and it's time for our review show. Uh, we're gonna be chatting through what we thought was the best of February's releases, so tons of spoilers ahead. What title did I enjoy so much that I'm confident it'll make the best event of end of year list? Does Keith have anything that isn't written by Jason Aaron to talk about? Has Karen caught up on his reading? Will Roddy ever enjoy anything written by the big two? And can we go through <laughs> a whole podcast without talking about that? I doubt. It. <laughs> uh, welcome to the review show uh, joined as ever by hey look who's back i'm back i'm back nice Baird's to see back. you nice to see you yeah hey. yeah good to have you back so we have that's, karen that's back good. with us joined again as always by keith and roddy yeah Hello. so how's everybody been good. very good very good it's, it's never a bad, bad thing when you're sitting around uh, a table with beer in your hand and good company i'm just busy reading <laughs> he read half a comic before I started. I read half a comic, but I'm back. I'm behind on. I'm looking forward to a good
1: night's sleep after this.
0: <laughs> Keith is just back from a uh, a trip to Amsterdam, as well as the filming of a video for his band. Uh, That is a man who's very much looking forward to his bed this evening. Busy man. Busy man. Not before you
1: talk about some comics. No, definitely looking forward to talking about some (laughs) comics and looking forward more to reading the last two weeks of my pull list, which I haven't touched.
0: (laughs) Sorry, we don't review those for another month. Uh, I'll be be, be, be
2: fine by then. I don't know why we do this, so it gives everybody a (laughs) chance. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't think, so. think so. I don't think so. I'm pretty up to date, but oh, you're the only one that yeah. <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> controversially read something last night too. That's uh I well always. not controversially. I really. always read my new releases on the Tuesday. <laughs> Nothing controversial about that. Need to be able to, to recommend fair. what's good in not. It's isn't? not fair to the rest of the podcast, but, um, but it's but it's fair to my customers because then uh, I'm able to recommend yeah. stuff. It's like when with I saw an opinion today, mm-hmm. not today, like ten minutes ago, and asked him if Spider-Man: Life Story was good because I forgot to pick it up today and I was able to go
3: why wasn't it on your pull list already if because
0: you, I didn't know whether after the podcast last because week. he trusts my opinion that implicitly yeah, that as I soon mean, as I said it was good he was like yeah I don't want to he, he actually much, looked you know. at me like damn it why was it good I said <laughs> now I have to get it you know so more um,
1: Zdarsky on my pull list
0: more, more Zdarsky well you know Keith and I have talked about this a little bit um, his favourite writer being Jason Aaron currently I say. Yeah. currently um, I would argue Zdarsky is just killing it at Marvel at the moment Ever since he signed that um, exclusive deal, as well, we were all convinced mm. he was going to write Fantastic Four, but between Invaders, Daredevil, and now Spider-Man: Life Story, just quality mm. all the way through. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm what I'm enjoying about at Marvel is, well, first of all, Conan is. That's yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian is a great book, and that you know that's leading the charge of bringing bringing Conan back to Marvel, and those stories are both Savage Tales, Savage Sword, sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, and Conan the Barbarian are great, but. Uh, Jason Aaron I guess what I, what's what been really interested in, in me is the, the fact that a lot of his books are, are moving together you know mm-hmm. Thor and Avengers and then that was all referenced in um, Venom you know and of course he's been playing the long game because yeah. everything that he's been doing has been moving towards War of the Realms, of the Realms. you know so and that's I think that, that bodes well for I'm not usually a big fan of of events and crossovers you know you there's definitely been a lot of event fatigue over the past few years. Mm-hmm. But, but I because he's yeah. in charge of
3: it, you sort of feel well, s- a well, bit
1: more. Something confident. that's more it's much more finely crafted. It's it's had a long view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the stuff that he's done since he relaunched or got a Thunder. Yeah, so that's that I think that's it's that continuity, it's that yeah. referencing of other books. That's what really uh what I really enjoy about what Aaron's doing. Yeah. But that's not to take anything off, you know, Zdarsky or or Tanahishi Coates or Donny, uh, Don Nick Gates. Spencer, or Donny Cates, or...
0: Oh, Tom Taylor.
2: Tom, <laughs> Tom Taylor. Just for Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> uh,
0: that's the one negative part about reading your releases one day, or you've known to talk about how great things are sometimes. But uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man continues to excel. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll jump into some comics, but you know, we thought we'd start it off with a quick uh, discussion about Captain Marvel. Um, it seems to have been a polarising movie at this table. Uh, we go from one end of the spectrum yeah. to the other and everywhere in between, I think. Yeah. Um, everyone's thoughts, Roddy?
2: Well... Lead the way It's, pre- yeah, it's pre- <laughs> precious in your mind, so... Yeah, well,
3: uh, I wouldn't say it last night, actually. Um, thought I was sort of average, I'd say. I enjoyed parts of it. I thought tone was a bit all over the shop. The... Could have done with another couple of rewrites. I think there was a lot of um I can't remember the other pilot's name, but she seemed to spend a lot of the movie explaining, like yeah. the plot to Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, Um, like oh, but I thought that flight recorder was destroyed or something. It just it was a bit silly. Maria um, Rambo
0: potentially, yeah. Um, Do you remember the name Rambo? Yeah. Yeah, um, you
3: know yeah I thought editing was a bit iffy nothing yeah. ever like it was a really long movie but nothing ever lingered for very long it was just really choppy yeah um, loved the buddy cop between Fury and Coulson. Captain Marvel yeah well you didn't really get much mm. Coulson like, you got enough of it there was it, a it was just like you saw him it's brilliant yeah. that's it I, I think um, the,
1: the the de-aging technology Work, oh, that work, was... worked least well on him. Yeah, it oh, didn't really? seem yeah. like they even tried
0: it with Coulson, to be honest. Yeah, it almost just looked like they put a wig on him and yeah. just put yeah. his hairline for yeah. a bit and out some ring. I thought Samuel Jackson looked
3: I don't know what they did, but CGI, Vault. they've just got
1: yeah. a time machine. Yeah. They haven't told well, us. Well, I mean, the trick, <laughs> with that, the trick with that is with Samuel Jackson, they have so much footage of him as a yeah. younger man. They work yeah. with. you know yeah. what I mean? So they, so they don't have to sample. You know, they can they can take that footage directly and use that as source material. Yeah, yeah didn't they you know use, use scenes from Pulp Fiction and stuff? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. It, I'd read I know the document.
0: Definitely a bigger perm in Pulp
3: Fiction.
1: I was faced. So. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: thought um, some of the some of the other effects. Same as a lot of other Marvel movies, kind of not for me, yeah. looked a bit gamey, just not for me. The villains felt a bit C-list, I don't think they were even B-list, like Jude Law was just, I don't know, they weren't. But I really enjoyed Goose, Goose was fun, um, I actually liked the music as well, which yeah, I thought I wasn't was going to like, because yeah. yeah. I usually hate when they beat you over the head with music, just to be like, oh. Okay, this is and, the 90s! days." Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, but um... <laughs> It kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. I thought the Justice Girl fight scene was really good. I know a lot of people didn't like Come As You Are, being featured, um, but I was like, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was parts of it were really fun. I thought, I thought it could have been so much more. I really like Brie Larson. But yeah, maybe I think I will enjoy seeing her. It's kind of like Doctor Strange for me. I'll enjoy. It was like it was all right. I saw it. It's done but I'm going to really enjoy that character interacting with yeah, the it's, Avengers. It's set yeah. a thing up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. What, what about you guys? I know.
1: <laughs> Keith and I just looked nervous. <laughs> at due to the uh,
0: opposing views. Um, no, I mean, I'll throw in quickly. I mean, I I wasn't a huge fan of it. I do think that you do make some very good points, though, that it is, it's just strange, in a way, to be 11 years into the Marvel movies and we're still getting set up movies. Mm-hmm. and this felt like a setup movie to me I have no doubt that these guys pushing the ship of the Marvel movies Kevin Feige is a genius mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing I have no doubt that this will pay off in Endgame I'm not going to be distracted in Endgame but I didn't really like Brie Larson in the movie I thought she was oh. very stiff I thought she looked very miserable the whole way through and it's I had a discussion with someone in the store about this today and they said oh well you know a lot of that is to do with the whole feminist agenda thing and, like, oh, girls being told to smile and blah, blah, blah. It's not about that for me. I mean, the the characters in all the other movies have a bit of joy about them, a bit of, you know, a bit of love for the character. I, I don't know, I just... I thought she was Can very it stilted. It, yeah. Maybe,
3: Maybe she, it's just me, I don't know. Because but. she was trying to figure out who she was, but you knew more about her as an audience member, so you, the mystery wasn't yeah. exciting. But she was trying to sort of, like, like she was kinda of she had some bands. Like, like I'm sure, sure points, she'll fit in yeah.
0: perfectly with the endgame cast. You know, the, the little scene in the mid credits scene got me very excited. And I look okay. forward to seeing those interactions. No. And maybe that'll did bring notice, more out of her. Did
1: you well, notice uh in the mid credits scene the subtle differences in her uniform yeah. from throughout yeah. the, the movie?
0: It's almost like they had a bigger budget for Endgame. Because her hair was a yeah. lot
1: nicer as <laughs> well. <laughs> so I, I mean and the fact is the fact is she's been gone for twenty years. Yeah, it's years. you know, so uh she's coming back and she's wondering where fury is well that's interesting in
0: itself because she doesn't look any older and it's 20 Mm -hmm. years later you know so
1: uh captain marvel i think is doesn't functionally doesn't age Mm -hmm. i think to some extent i don't know that she's immortal necessarily but she's she doesn't age i don't think i don't believe um there were
0: good parts to it i mean um i thought some of the action was pretty good the Stanley camo nearly broke me. Oh, yeah. uh, like, and the the Stanley uh, the, at the very do. very start the, the, Stan- the fact that they used all the Stanley picks for the marble. Yeah, oh, yeah. wasn't even that. It was that that was followed by a black screen and then just slow letters coming up of thank you Stanley. Like, yep. Try and kill me again. Know, um, right. But yeah, the little mall rats I thought was very cute. Samuel Jackson was wonderfulness, and I yeah. thought the cat, the Flurkin, was very. I really feel as well.
1: just to to talk just to go back to the Stan scene. I really feel like that Stan was that. There was a moment she walked past Stan, and it was you know, and I think they probably went back and reshot her and looking at him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Him,
0: I wondered yeah. if he wasn't even going to be in it because apparently Kevin Smith provided some sample dialogue because he wasn't very well when he filmed it, uh-huh. and he had some, um, he had some sort of, uh, outtakes from when they filmed Mallrats, and he gave that to Kevin Feige, and then they used it in the movie. Right. As okay. well, so because apparently he just wasn't very well at the time. Understandably so, but uh, overall, for me, I, I think yeah, I think pretty mediocre. Um, it did its job, but give me Endgame.
1: Oh, I mean, I think we're all thinking give me Endgame, but I agree with Roddy that, uh, I'm, I'm, we've now seen Captain Marvel, who we hadn't seen previously at all. So I think that I think it's the perfect use of a prequel movie mm-hmm. to to introduce a new character who's yeah. a major character in Endgame, right before Endgame. You know what I mean, but now you're going into the end game. Going, I got I've known her for twenty years. You know what I mean. I yeah. know, I know what she was doing twenty years ago. I know what she was. Yeah. You know what she'd been doing since. You know, so I thought it was the perfect use of of prequel. Where very often you see prequels being used unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was a really good example of how to use a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so whenever, as I say, whenever it comes around the end game, we're not going to be going well oh, Who the hell's that? what she doing? You know, but you know the, the characters will be the, the end game characters will be going well who the hell's that we've never heard of her yeah. what's going yeah. on you know what I mean so um, I thought I thought there was a, 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 I thought Brie Larson I don't know Brie Larson at all mm. um, really? no <laughs> uh, but I don't know I, I mean she was in The Room isn't that right? yeah Room yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, she was a in brim, was a community. Community? Um, so I've seen I've seen Room yeah, uh, so I didn't have any expectations of her I enjoyed her in the role I thought she seemed. I disagree with you, and that I think she she did seem to be having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you know. I, obviously, went into the after all the all the comic gate bullshit and all the the sort of the misogynistic comments yeah. that were being made after they they took her comment completely out of proportion. You know. Yeah. Um, I was kind of going and going. I wonder, is there? You know, but even when you look at it, there there didn't there was there was some really good. Um, Really nice feminist moments, but there weren't there, there was no agenda being pushed there at all, you know what I mean? Oh, I, uh, I agree you know, with that. Yeah. Whenever whenever they were whenever they were telling her that she couldn't do things or they couldn't do this, it wasn't because she was a woman, you know, sometimes yeah. it was because she was a human and they were all Cree. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, I enjoyed that the story was a bit of a mix of the various origins of Captain Marvel. Um, I thought it was interesting that you know, because she has got a strong link to the Cree. If you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're familiar with the Kree, you you already know that they're bastards in the Marvel Universe, which is kind of twisting it. They twisted the Skrulls and the Kree on their head, they twisted their expectations, because Skrulls are supposed to be bad guys. Mm -hmm. You know, and in this, they twisted that in their head, they weren't the bad guys. They were, or at least this sect of Skrulls weren't, you know. And I had... I had thought they'd already introduced Skrulls in the Marvel Universe. The, you know the aliens and Avengers? The Chitari? The Chitari Chita- are yeah. kind of the Ultimate Universe versions of Skrulls.
3: Mm. And they did that quite nicely with uh, Ben Mendelssohn, who's like always He's a right, villain. Yeah. So you're uh-huh. like, ah, they're not. They, so they like, really oh, mixed it, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I loved the, the stuff with Maria Rambo. The reason I'm familiar with Maria Rambo's name uh, is through her daughter, Monica Rambo, who was the kid, mm-hmm. who is. Captain Marvel, who is Spectrum Photon in the Marvel Comics, so she, whenever ca- the original Captain Marvel, the male Captain Marvel, died, decree Marvel mm-hmm. in the comics. Monica Rambo took over his uh, his legacy, and she was actually the Captain Marvel who was in the original Secret Wars, mm-hmm. who ended up. You know she can change her body into light, yeah. various forms of light and X rays. So she becomes Captain Marvel, and then whenever. Carl comes back, she hands over the the, the title, well, she hands it over to Janice Vell, who is Captain, the original Marvell's adopted son. Uh, and then uh, whenever Carl takes it over, Carl was Warbird originally, whenever Kurt Busseck started writing the Avengers. And then she she took the name of Captain Marvel as a legacy because she had some of Marvell's DNA in her. That's how she got her powers in the comics. Um, so there's a long. So what they've done with Monica Rambo is she's a kid in the 90s, potentially. Twenty years later, she could be featured in as yeah, Spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. So, oh. uh, so that's where Monica ramble was. So I thought that was <laughs> class that she's a kid and they've got this relationship. Yeah, this yeah. you know nearly auntie uh, niece relationship. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Law yeah, Jodla. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know what was going on there. He was. He was a bad guy. The good guy. I didn't expect him to last as long as he did. I thought it was interesting that they set Annette Bening up as Marvel. Uh, who was the original Captain Marvel? Um, so there was a lot. There was a lot going on in it that I was, yeah. you know, to me the the uh, the the most disappointing thing was the cat, the Flurkin. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, like cats. So <laughs> so cats to do that, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, know? Um, you
0: had some nightmares. That <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but I mean, I really enjoyed the Coles and stuff and the Fury stuff. Uh, you know, I thought that was great. I enjoyed the. You know, the the chase scene across the trains, you know, and all of that stuff. Yeah, that. Uh, you know, yeah. so it was good it was good solid action and in, in the 90s style, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a I thought it was a solid it could be a standalone movie, it did the same as Thor did, you know. Hero comes to earth, you know, is a bit confused, yeah, picks up a human yeah. sidekick, mm-hmm. you know, has a has a sort of an arc and then flies back into space again. You know what I mean? So it did mm-hmm. what it did what Thor did really mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I'm really looking forward to a second watch for that reason because I pulled a lot out of it and was going. Uh, uh, even the the the, <laughs> the callback to, you know. Uh, Jude Law's character, and he's calling back to their fight at the start. You know their fisticuff fight because mm-hmm. Captain Marvel is now he now knows he's scuppered. Like <laughs> you know, she's got a fist fight me. Otherwise, I'm dead. And you know, you're thinking, all right, they're going for a fist fight fear and she just goes. Poof, it's, you it's, maybe I don't so, so again, the, yeah. So again, they're they're messing with your expectations. You know. So that's what I. That's what I. Did she
0: have bowel problems today? The they were filming as well. She could have. <laughs> Maybe that's why she
1: wasn't smiling. She was just going to the toilet. <laughs> whole thing. So yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. Yeah. You know. Um, and I'm really interested now in looking at Captain Marvel and what the, you know, what has the path of the Tesseract been since it was. Well, I was yeah. trying to figure that out as yeah. well. This it's is what I was
0: thinking of. The Tesseract gets thrown up at the end by the flirken. Yeah. Is that the last time we see the Tesseract until the start of Avengers?
1: So. Tesseract first appeared in Norway. First Avenger, and yeah, in the First Avenger, mm-hmm. uh, during the First Avenger, then it spirited Red Skull off to uh, mm-hmm. that place in, V-Veheim, in V-Veheim, Yes, yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, to that you know where you know so it spread and then it crashed into the sea with Cap with Cap, which yes. then Howard Stark hard Stark recovered. So it yeah. must have rested then with Shield. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Where did she, where did Captain. It was in the, it was the, the jump. The ship. It was the light,
0: it was the light speed engine. It was the light speed so it, they, so they must have then worked so, out. So Captain Marvel must
1: have found it to, to yeah. make the, you know, And cause. Because yeah. I took that she was sort of, sort of, working funding. with. No, Pe- Project Pegasus. Yes. So it ended up That's with Project was, Pegasus, yeah. which is another big part of Marvel Company that we haven't seen before. Uh, you know, so it ended up with Project Pegasus then clearly after that Nick Fury had it ended up keeping it at S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you would that's where it's been Colson's
2: until Avengers in it yeah. that's where it's been until so it's Avengers. been
1: in S.H.I.E.L.D. then that's where Loki's after yeah. at the end of Avengers, uh, I mean, Avengers that's how Avengers he gets it at the, at the end, of, and it becomes end of Thor, Thor was it yes Thor? Uh, end of Thor and did then they not show that that was a fake one at one point I don't actually think it was Thor
0: it was another movie between Thor and Avengers yeah. where it's Selvig going into the S.H.I.E.L.D. And you actually see that it's Loki.
1: Yes, and then they use the Tesseract then, and Avengers, Avengers don't they along with the, the staff to open up, the, and then it ends up as the Space Stone in the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, somehow.
0: Yeah, because Avengers ends where Loki and Thor go back, and they turn. Yes, yeah, so Avengers then it gets given to Thor to bring the Asgard. Yeah. Then from Asgard it goes to Loki, then from Loki to Bang. Yep.
1: there you are. <laughs> that took way too long that Marvel. was 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. of
0: movies
1: <laughs> so, so but that thing's been kicking about and we just yeah. found out what happened to it in the 90s you know what I mean so I thought there was a lot of good stuff in the movie yeah. I thought her I thought the fact that they kept the lid in her power set until the last third of the movie like you, the I would be Super worried I would be worried if she was going to because Captain Marvel is the most powerful okay. hero in the, in the MCU now you know what I mean she's, she's going to be able to outfight Thor or the Hulk I would say so they kept the Lidner powers until the Ooh. very, very end and that scene was cool whenever they suddenly I don't know about the
0: most powerful I think Thor is still. He's got he's got Odin's what is it, the what's the name of the the, the MacGuffin for Odin? That Thor got it in the last Thor movie. The Odin power. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but, but I don't know,
1: but she's certainly it's, up there. She's up there in one, the bar. One of the like, two of them are um, So I mean Feige has said that, you know. There's an Achilles heel there that there's you know that, because you know once you've reached that power level where do you go like what can you, you do where's the threat you know, the run. just run. <laughs> so, so but yeah I thought that, I thought there was a, there was a lot to like there was a I lot like, to be like. as
0: powerful as you want but if you don't aim for the head, then Trudy. Trudy. Mm, yeah so that's gonna do what he wants big, yeah like purple man taught us that <laughs> <laughs> so what were your thoughts on. It? I, I've i been slowly warmed to it since walking out. <laughs> since i started talking. No, no, no. <laughs> over, the,
2: over the past couple of days I was thinking about this.
0: I don't know whether we we're going to go into spoilers until Keith sort of spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I,
2: it's but a spoiler
3: challenge. We did say yeah. spoiler-filled at the start. But um, yeah.
0: whenever I came out of it, I was just really raw because of the scrolls. I had said to you about this just before we started, Keith. My one of my favorite Marvel movies that I've been waiting on the MCU doing is Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. and it seemed like Captain Marvel was going to set this up, and I was really excited for this being set up, and the scrolls had a twist, on it was they were good, mm-hmm. but then thinking about it, I don't know if you were saying Keith, but I had to be thinking it as well. It is there's a small group of scrolls that we've seen, yep. and it, it can still be set up where there is. See again, I think they're I think they're they're inverting your they're inverting your expectations. But mm-hmm. I started thinking this as well, where this is now. The earliest we've seen the MCU, it's now the nineties. Unless they start
1: doing flashbacks for a lot more movies, like well, probably be a, Black, a Black Widow movie. We've seen we've that seen flashbacks to sets. to the eighties and yeah. Ant Man uh, with Michael Douglas mm-hmm. and flashbacks to Howard Stark. Yeah, and also Cap- the entire First Avenger catalog. Yeah. Well, there's that, but there's a big gap between yeah. them. That's different. This is the modern era where
0: people can still be alive. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but it, it seems like they could do this with maybe Black Widow. Like a, a Black Widow movie set in the '90s or, or even early 2000s before everything starts to kick off big t- big stay. So this could even start to set up. Secret or what what what, in in what was Bucky morning. doing in between? Exactly. They could, could, could do the a movie. lot more with flashbacks. But Captain Marvel's warmed warned apart up from and, killing Tony Stark's parents. Nineteen ninety one. Which we do know about that. We mm-hmm. do. Um, I don't think we know anything else what he was doing outside of that really. No, there's passing <laughs> mes- mentions, but. Him, yeah, but I'm just taking out high-level targets. Yeah, but right. I don't actually specify. But it, um, I didn't hate Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. She she seen. You, you don't have to look at me apologetically when you say that. But you you whinge about it. We <laughs> <laughs> don't whinge. I it, it's just an opinion, you know. And, and I said this. We, we had have a little group chat. I said this as well. Look, I want these movies to do well, even if they're not my cup of tea. And there are other people's cup of tea, yeah. and other people are enjoying and it and pulling stuff from it, well. and it's doing yeah. fantastically yeah. well. And it's, you know, what's interesting is every superhero movie that comes out at the moment, critics start going, "Oh, is this when the bubble's going to start to burst?" Yeah. and blah blah blah. And it's shown no signs Doesn't of slowing like down. Like it it's and only bigger. I love that I see things on Twitter where like little girls are going to see Cap yeah. Marvel and they're inspired by it and all the rest. Just because I didn't like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I want it to, like, feel. I hate the people that are <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. I hate this. Unless I want this movie. This man. movie's terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm?
0: Unless it's Iron Man. I still don't <laughs> mind the Iron Man movies doing well. It's, it's Again, it's just personal choice. But I want every superhero movie to do well. Yeah. You know? But it's, it's not a badly made movie. It's not like this is something that they don't respect the legacy yeah. or respect the comics it's a well-made movie it just wasn't entertaining the, to the me th- the thing I hate about it most is this is kind of what annoyed me with Black Panther is it was seen as a political movement yeah movies shouldn't Marvel movies specifically okay yes yeah, they, they, inspire, they inspire they inspire the, uh, people who've never been sort of shown in movies before such yeah. as Black Panther with African Americans and, and Captain America apart with, from Blade of course well yeah but nobody talks about that and until he's in an Avengers movie
1: yeah, I, I, I don't. I, 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 I gonna, disagree. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I mean I'm with it, you,
3: Keith. But I don't like the way. Will I jump in? Go ahead. I don't like the way it's weaponized yeah. on. Oh, weaponized. Both, that's both, that's both, both yeah. sides, like, is it's, that the right way to do
0: it? It's all embedded? good show, using it as, but, as sort of trying to get strong female protagonists. But yeah. don't weaponize it. Don't be like. If wiping, you don't like it, wiping, shouldn't see yeah. this. If you hate this, you're. you're sexist and all. Don't, don't use it as that. But a. I mean,
3: Marvel is it's it's a very weird thing, but I've always seen Marvel as the they've always been at the, I don't want to say the forefront, but like it's a Marvel to me has always been about it's the X-Men. Well, In terms of inclusiveness like, but, absolutely. Yeah, but, I don't, say, don't but don't, it don't I don't make see it a why malicious. people don't see that already with them. Yeah. But maybe fair enough, there hasn't been a a film with a female character. Yeah. Mm. No, a Marvel film is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so yeah, fair enough, but it's just, and I don't, it's I mean, Twitter, like, I don't you know. think
1: it's I don't think it's I mean and yeah those those it's it's it is the internet yeah. and the people on the when, internet once that actually to get toxic that are that are using those Well, there are weaponizing those movies, yeah. that's a really good you know what I mean? I'm, I'm fine when a movie having a message. I'm absolutely fine So with am I, but it whenever yeah. it is, when it's weaponized yeah. and starts to get toxic, that's mm-hmm. when it starts to put me
0: off it. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Black Panther. Admittedly, I didn't like the film as it was, mm-hmm. but Captain Marvel, I went into thinking, this is being used too much at this point. Mm-hmm. It seems like I'm going to be hated yeah, for watching this film. It's not necessarily the uh, uh, film's uh, yeah, fault, though. Film. I think it's,
3: it's a lot of fandom and...
0: I, gr- I think the things like social media has way They're too much part yeah. you know it's easy for people to make a statement and for a hundred like-minded people to jump on it and yeah, suddenly it's a movement but yeah I mean I, I try not to base movies or base my judgement of movies on that I go in clear minded yeah. if I like it I like it I don't I don't I know what you're saying um, but yeah when they try to weaponize it and all the rest but yeah, people just put too much stock on social media and yeah. it's, yep. you know Joe Vlog's yep. opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, because yep. when when something like that happens, I, I immediately
1: go, in, they go and do going I'm gonna be really questionable yeah, it, all this. Yeah, it sort of changes your expectations going yeah. in. Well, I, was, tend, I tend not to you know, I I totally I was aware of of all yeah. the bullshit but that surrounded it. But I was going, Well that that's a bunch of pricks that have mm-hmm. taken that comment and turned it inside right, <laughs> you know what True. I mean <laughs> that, you know, that have you know amen brother you know <laughs> what she was you know what was said about that was just exactly that that this yeah. this should be an opportunity for more seats at the table yeah exactly than yeah, it's, yes. that's it. it's not about, it's about an either or, or. it's about a hand, hand. you know yeah. what I mean yeah. so and it, you know it was the same with same with any of those movies you know what I mean but, so it's, it's not it's not the message in the movie or, or the it's, it's the the internet that's toxic. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's no, the, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly. And it's, it's that it's that. It's con, nothing really to do know, with the studios. No, and it's that. I mean, it's that. That's const, that constant polarization of, of views. You know, you can't. No one can have a, kind of a view in the middle anymore. It Either has to be over it's there or one one over there. Yeah, it has yeah. to be directly. It has opposed, to be the greatest you know thing I mean? of all time or the worst thing. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. So it's, it's, uh, it's a it's wee bit nuts. But as to having as to having a political message of any kind, you know. Uh, back in sort of 65 Stan posted a great sub box you know what I mean about whether Marvel should be should be you know first of all he said I think all you true believers will already know where we all stand on issues Mm. like Vietnam or you know da 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 you know but do you do you want us to put it in our books you know what I mean and that and that's what he says that's what X-Men was about that's what you know you know all they all have a, a core you know what I mean and so it's Yep. Just wait until you read
0: Spider-Man Life Story Issue 1 for a very, <laughs> very interesting take on Vietnam and so oh, Okay, mm. <laughs> Looking forward to That's that. a little segue.
1: Yudarski's uh, um, next Spider-Man book, yeah. first issue of which came out today. It did indeed. No, but, but all in all, Brie Larson was
0: okay as Captain Marvel. I, she wasn't She wasn't as bad as people were making it out beforehand, and even afterwards. I've seen some people really going to town on, on yeah. her, her acting. But just, she does.
1: She does seem. I'm getting capable. less and less interested in previews and reviews, and yeah. more and more interested in just going to see a movie. I, I honestly had no expectations of that movie when I went because mm, I knew yeah. nothing about it. You know? I, I I went in feeling
0: like someone somewhere wanted for me not to see that movie. <laughs> it it just seemed like a Brie Larson herself coming out and saying the whole "this is not for white males" and then stepping back on that sort of started ring making bells ring in my head. But then obviously she a step back on it and I think she's probably got a wrap in the knuckles for it. I don't think she necessarily like I'll defend her at this point. She didn't really necessarily this isn't for white males. She said she didn't need a white male to tell her that it was a good movie. Yeah. Is is all but the message she was trying to get across was, I want more diversity at my movies. She may have worded, it, worded it slightly it wrong. wrong. Yeah. But the message was true. Yeah. So, no, no, completely. You know, so um, and again, that goes back to media manipulation yeah, of and course it does. Yeah. getting retweets of people who will you know just want to see this thing fail. And the movie itself, as well, just as a slight aside, the movie did bring out the toxic nature of tribalism and, like, there were loads of DC fans. Like, yeah. before the movie was even out, like, this I don't want someone says, say "This is the worst movie ever."
1: Rotten tomatoes. Yeah, they. It, it wasn't even you don't even need to blame DC fans. That was just just misogynistic yeah. you know who, well, were, well, who, who, who felt yeah. who felt that they were righteously angry at the comment that she was oh, made you know and you're, uh, it's just yeah. it's just alright guys still you're fragile man you know, <laughs> know, you'll be alright like wow. you know stop your crying you'll be snowflake That's alright there's
0: plenty of male characters in the <laughs> movie you'll be alright you'll be alright
1: anyway so uh, beyond, uh, beyond that what about the Top Gun reference Goose yes yeah. you know the yeah. cat in a, in a movie about uh, pilots you know and they are the the. Well, I mean, the it just yes co- Air Force
0: I it, it just copied the plot from Green Lantern but we don't need to that <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah we'll, we'll maybe stick a pin in the uh, movie reviewing just there um, I thought that was going to be a quick 10 minute discussion um, but we should have had, uh, oh, no, it should was have okay had James Oliver
1: reviews on for this one
0: yeah I think so um, we'll maybe sit that in worst film of all time 6 out of 10 <laughs> 5 <laughs> out of 10 I'd,
1: I'd give it at least Captain Marvel's at least a 6 if I'm going to... I didn't i did not mention the guy, so you could start slagging.
0: Alright, yeah. All right, the final word on it before we move on. Where does it sit in your Marvel? For me, it wouldn't crack top 10. But it's fun. not top 10, but it's higher than a good 5 or 6. Yeah, I think
3: it's somewhere in the middle. How many Marvel yeah. movies is there? <laughs> that's, that's what you've
0: got to consider. Like, there's 20-plus movies at this yeah. point. It's, you know, it's, so, be... it's not top tier, but it's not one of the worst. I'd put it above... Thor of The Dark World yep. i put it above Easily. Iron Man 3 and 2 Easily. I'd put it above Any film is above Thor The Dark World Exactly mm-hmm. It's True. always mm-hmm. I'd probably put it above, above Guardians Age of Ultron City. Age of Ultron I was going to say yeah. Yeah. Uh, i put it above
1: Guardians 2 Guardians 2 Yeah so you think think you're, putting it, Guardians you're putting two. it firmly in the middle Yeah Yeah. Yeah. really middle of the road It's I'm good with that I'm Like
3: above Doctor Strange as well maybe I don't know I really like Doctor Strange See
1: it did the same thing as Doctor Strange did it Doctors, what Doctor Strange did was it added value to, and uh, in, in Infinity War. War, you know. That's a, yeah.
3: That's very. good You amazing. know, and this
1: is going to add value to Endgame. You know what I mean? So it's See, this is what I'm thinking. After After Endgame happens, and when
0: we look back on it, to see how it stands. It'll maybe have a bit more of a reevaluation. So this is what I'm thinking. With yeah. whenever the. But, you know, the and then whenever
1: I hear, whenever I, I mean, I'm I'm sticking it, pretty firmly in the middle as well. You know. Yeah. But. You know, pretty firmly in the milieu of Marvel movies, which are fairly high standard. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, for the most part, I, the worst of the the them isn't compared to the other movies outside yeah. of the MCU. Yeah, it's a good movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know, the other thing, I had a feel of a nineties movie. Yeah, yeah, felt yeah, like it really like, like a movie. Yeah. You know, so that was yeah. nice. As
0: I said before, give us our Coulson, Nick Fury, buddy cop movie in the nineties. Yep. That would be no pretty way, cool. Fury. Directed by the director of Lethal Weapon or something <laughs> like that. The the just the two driving
1: about the goose in the back of the cop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nick Nick Fury in Belfast is the <laughs> <laughs> the, film,
1: the
0: film I want to see. That is a film I want to
1: see. That was funny because Fury didn't really know himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean it. Yeah. was it. wasn't. It uh, wasn't the Nick Fury that we know. That as confident. He was yeah. so different. Wasn't yeah, it he yeah. was. You know, and he was. You know, and then there was that line. You know, what is? You know, if you were Murray, what would your if your kids what would they call you? Fury. <laughs> <laughs> what does your mom call you? Fury. <laughs> but this is it. It's nice to see that. Side this of could open side. up. Yeah. As we
0: was saying, another flashback, just a Nick Fury flashback. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Just
1: see how he goes from being there to being the leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting because you, you know you saw him a bit more of him in Winter Soldier you know but for the most part he's, he's had a bit part in these yeah. movies whereas this was his first real Midi, yeah, yeah, media uh, role so yeah I'd love to see that too I'd love to see that And I mean big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans so always nice to see Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson <laughs> you know so cool so shall we some
0: talk comics? some comics <laughs> yeah, well, I about this, I? <laughs> um, yeah I mean we've just uh, picked out a couple of titles each so we both that we all really enjoyed um, in February uh, real mix of stuff I have to say a uh, couple of DC a couple of Marvel probably more indie than anything um, which yeah. is interesting enough which makes <laughs> one person <laughs> want to nice. say the word nice. <laughs> uh, so why don't we kick it off with Roddy then you, you can throw in your first uh Your first title from February? Yeah. Yeah,
3: as obviously was going to happen, it's an indie book. Um, So we're going to go for a Dark Horse book, and we're going to go to an imprint. Dark Horse burger. Yeah, going to go to a wee imprint called Burger Books. And brief history lesson, if you don't know, Karen Burger, probably one of the, potentially one of the most famous editors in comics history, responsible for a lot of Vertigo's is it a golden Gold, age, of uh, vertigo, definitely would You golden say, age. or is yeah, it? definitely. It's not like silver age, or no, it's golden
1: age. Just
0: it's
2: the Age.
0: Are we age. in silver age now? Uh, silver, braun, uh, modern age. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golden age. Vertigo. She oversaw stuff like Sandman, Hellblazer, Hundred Bullets. Yeah. White, Last There's Man, for Preacher, Swamp Thing. Yeah, real golden period.
3: But yeah. Um. So, anyway, she's yeah. She's started a new imprint up at um, Dark Horse, and it's about a year, a year or two old now, I'd say. Um, a lot of kind of quirky, different titles in there. Um, they've always seemed to be like four issues long. Yeah. Never. I don't think anything's gone beyond that, as far as I know. I think so. Um, but this, we're going to talk about The Girl in the Bay, number one, which was out on the 6th of February, I think. Um, cool. You got any copies left in store?
0: Uh, I think I do have one or two number ones yeah, still um, or as far as number two number two's out. so far.
3: Um but this this is gonna be a movie. I just know it. Yeah. It's gonna be a movie. It's got that fire. Has that feel to it. Definitely. But um yeah, so it's about but a girl in nineteen sixty nine. Sixties, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Late sixties. So she's you know she's called Kathy Satori. Um typical typical seventeen year old girl. Wants to go out, get drunk, sneak out meet boys um,
0: meet boys do whatever her parents yeah. don't want
3: them to do exactly um but anyway she's so when she's out one night she's she's brutally attacked and her body is hurled into the sheep's head bay of uh, brooklyn river and then miraculously she survives fights her way back to the surface like 10 and minutes and, later in yeah. her mind. <laughs> in her mind yeah but as you see, um, and the twist at the end is that it's 50 years later. Oh, cool. And she, that's the thing, because we, Alan and I were talking about it earlier. Like, if you read the, um, the blurb.
2: And previews.
3: Kind of gives it away, the entire thing away. Oh, but in the issue, well, I suppose it doesn't matter to any listeners now, are going
2: to You just don't like, like, want yeah. to Channel 1.
0: <laughs>
3: <But,
1: laughs> um, don't need to read previews. Yeah. Don't read previews. Just listen to this I mean, I, uh, uh, you, just, like, you just spoiled the fact that previews spoiled the book. Yeah. Well, we did
3: mention it the previews book, or the previous podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the end of the issue, she confronts, uh, basically, so a doppelganger has lived out her entire life. Um, yeah. So it's, it's 50 like,
0: years later. 10 minutes have passed in her mind and she thinks the world has just missed her but she comes back and there's a woman who's 50 years older than her that has this whole life has this family grandkids yeah so she hasn't aged she's just the same 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 way she was the woman who comes out of the bay is the same age yeah like 10 minutes have passed
1: in her mind
3: so it's really um, I should probably tell you who it's written by um J. M. D. Mateus, um
1: and He was a Marvel staple for a man, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Is, did we say *Craven the Hunted? or yeah, La- yeah, Craven's, yeah, last yeah. Craven's Last, last Dance*? That's his dance. A lot of Spideyman's And dance, he spent, yeah. um, I think, he spent the past year for DC doing um, *Scooby-Doo Apocalypse*. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the artist is Corin Howell and her work is gorgeous. Um, she's done a lot of Transformers stuff. I think she did power rangers and she's also done ghostbusters i think that's she, a lot of idw a lot titles. of idw yeah. she definitely did um she did x-files and oh what's the you would know it um gem and the holograms, oh, gem yeah, the holograms. She, i think mm-hmm. she did that for a long time um her art's gorgeous um so yeah it's for it's i kind of want it to be longer yeah because the story is set up to be this huge mystery, Long, but it, like mystery. when you think four issues, are they gonna? Is it, it?
2: all? Yeah. Is it? Is it four issue 11 issues
3: Yeah. We well, we've never seen any. This is the second wave of Burger Books, so yeah. we've never seen anything go beyond right. four issues. Okay. Mm, okay. Cool. Um, well, when
0: you think burgers, they have like the, the bun <laughs> and, and then the meat, then the, the cheese and then the meat, the burger again. No so it's four things. What mm-hmm. about some mushrooms in there? We got bacon. Nah, it's right. Pickle. Onions. Yeah, you got. We bit of barbecue sauce. That you good. <laughs> I don't know how to bring that back to you just ran my (laughs) joke (laughs) Um,
1: and this is why we've missed Kieran
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: was
3: replaced by a plant (laughs) oh dear Um, but yes um,
0: that's going to be it's
3: going to be it's very good Um, there's another burger book site tomorrow I should say we're recording it on you mean today today this is Wednesday is it Wednesday Uh, stupid work yeah, I thought, kind of think today's Tuesday, because we're off on Monday, so... What's the new one? Is Invisible Kingdom Burger Invisible Books? Invisible Kingdom, mm, yes, yep. it is. Is it uh, Burger Books? Maybe? maybe it's not, Wilson. actually. Maybe it's just Dark Horse, because it's meant to be an ongoing series, so it potentially might not be Burger Books. Sorry, everyone.
0: Um, I haven't read it yet. I've actually got it on my to-read pile just over there. But uh, I thought it was... It is Dark Horse. Definitely. Yeah. But as to whether it's Burger Books, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it is Burger Books.
3: Yeah. Oh, is it? Yep. Ah. So I was right. Yeah, Sorry, folks. He <laughs> apologizes for apologizing. Um, but yeah, like, um, I really just... you Jungle. gotta you got to see the art for this.
0: Yeah, it's very style. whimsical. All the stuff yeah. set in the 60s, especially. Um, like her last night. Vi- Van Gogh
3: influences in there as yeah. well. Like... Corn, Corn Pile's fantastic and can't remember the colourist name offhand it may even be her but there you go that's oh, it's lovely yeah it's lovely art yeah and I think she had a wee
1: bit of a Ulysses 31 vibe to it there as well mm. as in the the TV
3: show the TV show, TV show yeah. Cartoon, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we're going to have to do a separate episode about 80s cartoons <laughs> oh, <for yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, just wait for that yeah. Star Trek music to start again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dis- no Discovery
1: runs this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alan, you're the only one that's
3: read it. So yeah, you, well, I'm actually slightly
0: ahead of you because I've read issue two as well. Um, but, yeah, I've been very impressed with it so far. I would agree with the idea of I wish it was a bit longer um four issues as a. Well. it's weird to think that after one issue but i'm just yeah, like oh god it's, it's gonna end it's and... just a really interesting mystery and it doesn't really remind me of any other story which yeah. in this world mm-hmm. is tough Fair. to do these days so um but yeah the second issue is really class as well um brings in more musical influences and stuff from her past in the 60s and that kind of thing so um yeah i i wholeheartedly back this uh this choice as, as Roddy says will be four, Sweden. So if you've missed it at this point it won't be too long before a trade comes out but yeah if you're looking for something different visually spectacular yeah I'd, I'd jump on this as well so um yeah, yeah good stuff um so yeah so we jumped on from a bit of indie there to start off with we're now going to jump on the marvel with one of the three titles kieran has read this month <laughs> uh mar Marvel. Marvel, alright. Marvel, Marvel Comics. Um, this is one I was gonna pick. This yep. is one Keith could have picked. But it this was is one of the books that I read. It was one of the ones <laughs> we're gonna give it to Karen. Yeah, um, um, it's Chips with Daredevil one and two. with the we land on if we we're gonna talk about two? We two. can talk about both because um, they both came out last month, which took us a wee while to work out. Yeah, the <laughs> first issue came out. The second issue came out a fortnight later. But then the third issue is now about it's monthly. Monthly, yeah. They're trying to like take. Life out of DC's book with you know random <laughs> not launch schedules. Come on. Let's not talk about DC's launch schedule, but um, <laughs> you always
3: got to bring it back to. I was slagging them
0: DC. versus DC. them, you know. <laughs> I was slagging <laughs> DC off. DC don't have a launch, schedule. yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't schedule. worry, I will compliment When's them. it ready?
3: 10 months later, yeah. I will compliment <laughs> it later again. Don't
0: worry, <laughs> let's let's release this uh, this series and not release another issue for six months. <laughs> um, no, with Siddarsky's Daredevil, um, we're two issues in as we said, but it's Daredevil's always one of those ones, and I said this for ages, that you can just blindly jump in and you know you're gonna get quality. Blindly see what you did there. Oh yeah, that was on purpose. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um no it's Daredevil Daredevil's never had a bad run. Yeah. Ever ha- we we've talked about this before, I it's think varying actually, degrees of good. I think we were talking about this on the extravaganza podcast it was two and a half years long. <laughs> um and I, all of us have a different Daredevil run. Yeah, that would be our favourites. And this, I always said it was the Frank Miller run. Two issues into the Swarovski run, I'm starting to think this is it. Yeah. For me, I think this might be the big the big one. Straight away, I, I had missed the uh, the last third level run. Who was it It was on? Charles Soule. Charles Soule's run, where I went into the Mayor Fisk storyline and stuff. Yeah, I was I, I, I missed out on that. Chris and, really enjoyed that run. Oh yeah, Chris loved that. <laughs> Chris is still reading that. <laughs> but I, uh, I missed out on that run and sort of kicked myself for it but then as soon as I seen that it was it was going back to number one I jumped on because I knew that Daredevil's one of those books that you have to be reading constantly like Batman you cannot miss it
2: yeah
0: but this this story it's, it it's, seems small so far seems yeah. like a bit of a small scale which Daredevil it would, uh, what is the story for someone it, basically it's, it picks up after the soul run so Daredevil
1: quote unquote died at the oh end, yeah, because the, the the there was the source source. Source. yeah, there was a it mini series yeah. called yeah. *The Man Without Fear*, which yeah. was five yeah. issues. It, um, he was he was certainly mortally injured. I mean, yeah, his heart stopped it's for a really very short, short
0: line for a while. Yeah, moment. Yeah, but um, it's basically it picks up. He's funny enough. He's back in the convent, like born again. Yeah. Um, and after being sort of patched up, and now he's back out. patrolling the Hell's Kitchen as he always does, mm-hmm. but now he, he comes across their turnover convenience store. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he he comes across these crooks uh, trying to break into the convenience store, and he comes down and like, usually fights nothing changes, and off he goes. But then one of them dies just after he. Yeah, he seems to be. He's still very well trained, and he's still yeah. the man without fear because he rushes headlong into the situation. But he's just missing a step. Yeah. He's. You know, even still I think even in the voiceover, it's like this should be easy for me, but I don't understand why it's harder. Yeah. Sort of thing. So there there's there's some sort of internal. Internal problem with their level, and he's he can't put his. But finger he's on
1: still it. he's still recovering from his injuries Yeah, well, he's
0: still recovering, but it, it seems like it might be deeper than that. To be honest, that's the way I'm reading there it. it seems like it's deeper than he's just in, injured. It seems like it's it's going to go in something later on where it's going to have a twist. Okay. That's, that's how I'm reading in I right. might be okay. wrong. Okay. But it, so he he fights his he fights his criminals, and one of them dies. So basically, it picks up with two two detectives. Eye on the case, trying to work out what's actually happened. One of who so has I, just arrived one of them's in, just in arrived New in York, Nail's and he's a bit of a badass.
1: Yeah, um, and the other one's a bit of a. Yeah. And certainly, it certainly looked like at the end of the first issue that it had been Matt's fault that he had hit this guy, and the guy had hit the ground. Yeah, yeah the guy stumbled you back know. and
0: just fell quite innocuously. Yeah, and you know one of those. You know, head off the
1: curb. Yeah, which is yeah. you know you're always seeing those one punch can kill Advert, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh Jesus, right? Yeah, is it so, it's it, it is literally, uh, it's one of those, one punch can kill. You know, and then Matt goes to everything. sleep in his bed with seven very comfortable pillows. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and it seems he's oblivious to the fact that he's killed a guy, yeah. but now, now things are starting to move to And he's declared to he's, to daredevil. The out. second issue is basically him going, I don't think I did it.
0: And he's, he's starting to panic a wee bit. He's going on to Foggy and being like, what if I did do it? Mm-hmm. And Foggy's sort of trying to, talking about they actually own an update and going in and going through the court case like he's done before he's he's took the stand as, as Daredevil and yeah. um, oh, okay. it's the, the, it's sort of a
1: back and forth between whether he should do it or not which is great because what, what that did was that it pulled in a, a very major point of the last Daredevil or, earlier on about the fact that there was a precedent set in court for masked heroes to yeah. testify that's basically um, what Mayor Fisk has yeah, brought through I mean, yeah the whole thing with Mayor Fisk then is a big, is a big issue because Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, is currently the mayor of New York, um, which is a thing. So of course, Daredevil is going it's Fisk. It's, it's bound to be Fisk, yeah, but, and everybody's sort of starting to think it is Fisk. You know, but and Fisk is sort of taking a step back and going. I but don't then know you're kind of going, here on, <laughs> in Your head, you're going, hold on. Is Matt now so obsessed that with Fisk being the the, the villain yeah. that mm-hmm. he's trying to pin this on Fisk, despite the fact it's that it's not? You yeah, know so I
0: mean? there's there's a scene in the second issue where Matt's over over here and. A conversation that Fisk is having with the two detectives and sort of now working out that Fisk isn't lying when he says he has nothing to do with it and he's starting to question what's happening with it mm-hmm. and I don't want to spoil things but there's a big shock in with the second issue okay
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, try to try to tell Keith what happened. But, well, like, so some great in there for the audio media. <laughs> yeah. Just worked
0: that out halfway. Through. Coming soon or YouTube but, soon? Uh, <laughs>
2: we should
0: yeah. just set up a camera? Thought we'd we knocked that in the head. <laughs> but it, um, no. It's, could, you, it's, could you see
3: through all the beer bottles? <laughs> 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 but
0: Sadowsky Sadowsky is one of Marvel's top writers, and so you can't go wrong with yeah. with Daredevil and Sadowsky. Yeah.
3: So did Sadowsky write the miniseries no. beforehand? No. no.
0: No, it was, uh, it was all being led up to that. They kept it very secret what they were doing with Sadarsky. They just called it No, as in K N O W. Fear oh, was the yeah. name of the storyline, but they gave nothing else away. They did a great job of advertising it that yeah. way and sort of getting the mystery up. But Daredevil already, it's issue three is due next week. It's already our second biggest pull. From Previous Marvel. arc was Charles Solo. Charles, oh, yes. Charles the Life and Death of yeah. Daredevil. Who's an actual lawyer? That's great. Really? Yeah, well, he used, yeah. be he used to be before. Yeah. He uh, writes thirty books a month. I'm gonna oh, take him yeah. to over Return of the Wolverine Not being shiny covers. all <laughs> I'm saying. Just go back to your swamp thing. Run new fifty-two here at the second half. You did, did you think? Did you
1: think it was a shiny story? I mean, it, was it. I I wasn't enjoying. Let's it. just say I haven't spoken about it in the reviews podcast ever. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it until I went back. And uh, it was three issues in, and something clicked on me, and I went back and read the first two issues and realized what was going on. No, oh, okay. Uh, yes,
0: was that the deal? Yeah, Any uh, I worked it out like, straight uh, away, I and, and I still didn't think it was. All right, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, it was okay. It wasn't straight definitely. Creative a Return of Wolverine <clears throat> just out this week. yes, uh, <laughs> so <that was>, uh, <laughs> so it's great. It's <laughs> a So Wolverine's back then, huh? Oh yeah, Wolverine is back big time. Snick snick. So yeah, that was the uh, Daredevil one. And so with Sam for Daredevil, it's um, it's our second biggest pull now for Marvel. Uh, it's second only to Venom. Uh so it's pretty then already going to be followed up by friendly Spider-Man um, after this podcast. No, Amazing Spider-Man still
3: high. Does anyone have more than... Does anyone have four Spider-Man titles on their pull list?
0: I'm getting there. This I'm afraid, afraid <laughs> the table. Uh Andy, Four or five. Can you? Andy yeah. as well. As, but he has down. one that you don't do want amazing, amazing friendly. friendly
1: superior still one is it superior uh, life oh, story. Oh, story Miles Morales life the story life story PS4
3: one one. Oh no I don't get that City at War yeah and, and there's uh, another miniseries Venom's like technically um,
1: Symbiote Spider-Man yep let's yep, yeah a few <laughs> Venom is a standalone.
3: alone like uh, Spider-Man's a big character I mean this is you know
1: it's back in the day Uh, you used to get the Spider-Man so every week you had a Spider-Man book first week week one of a month was Web of Spider-Man week two was Amazing Spider-Man week three was Peter Parker Spider-Man spectacular and uh, week four was Spectacular so you used to have a story start that month and mm-hmm. Web of Spider-Man Part Two was in the second, and and Amazing Part Three was in Peter Parker, Part Four was in. So putting those trades together must be. Wonderful.
0: <laughs> Here's all the spectacular. Spider- Why Man do you Avengers. think the Clone Saga is so huge? Sitting so there with four trades in front of you, yeah. flicking through them all like every page. Be a Sandy does have one Spider-Man title in his that you'll never have. Spider-Man Deadpool. No, I'll yeah. never have that. <laughs> that she I not want to come out and didn't get them put out on the playlist. No. <laughs> <laughs> for multiple reasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll actually move away then from the indie and the Marvel and onto DC, on to Whoa. what You're is going to be DC? a polarising book. I'm thinking... That one's not until later. you, you put, pull my man and Superman away. That's for later. Spoiler. Um... Yeah, Heroes in Crisis 6 It uh, seems to be quite a polarising one, uh, I have to say. I really enjoyed the issue. Um, it, uh, of course, is Tom King continuing to write. Uh, Clayman, who has been the series' regular artist, did the first page and the last page. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Um, it's true. The artist from the masterpiece known as Mr. Miracle, Mitch Jared, uh doing the art between the first and last Keith piece. Keith just got and walked away because Mr. Miracle was mentioned. Oh, <laughs> come back, no. no. Keith is looking for his copy of Heroes in Crisis. and uh, So we have a, copy, a couple <laughs> to share. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this book, it took a very unusual format, I have to say. It seemed to focus on three main stories. So you had this uh, Neanderthal character called Nyark, uh you also had a f- big focus on Wally West and then you had a focus on Harley Quinn and uh Poison Ivy and it just kept juxtaposing between all these stories um with New York sort of wondering how they exist in the modern world um you had Wally making up with all the people that you know he he feels that he failed or you know people who missed him from before and then you have Harley trying to Trying to cure herself by getting over her joke. Well, I mean, these are these are clearly the, the issues that these people are dealing yeah. with So, so they, that's the sanctuary, it. yeah? That's it. So what, what we've established in Heroes in Crisis at this point is that there's large-scale simulations you can set up as a way to confront the issues yeah. you're dealing with. So, for example, Harley's sitting across from the Joker and he's making bad jokes and Harley's punching the Joker. And, you know, Poison Ivy's like, you know, do you feel better? And she's, not really. But none of it's real, but it's a way of them trying to work through their issues. Uh, the New York character, I have to admit, is not one I particularly knew about from before. 1971, he first appeared in Teen Titans. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't just Google it. Isn't Google a wonderful thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> what, what I thought was really interesting was Wally's sort of simulations where him going out and patrol with the Titans and all this kind of stuff, but instead of reminding him of the joy he felt being part of the Titans, it just makes him feel yeah, how much worse. he misses them. And,
1: yeah. you know... But this is all... It all comes back with Wally, it all comes back to rebirth and him being rebirth trapped and you yeah, know where he was and, and, and all of that, you know. So I mean that's where I think that's where Wally's issues are yeah. coming from, the fact that you know, he's lost his, his kids don't exist anymore. Yeah, and, you know, doesn't remember. Iris doesn't he's lost. He's lost yeah, he has this, life this, his this yeah.
0: family who are the Titans, but they're not family the way they were. I mean, Kieran even mentioned it earlier when I opened up the book quickly at the start and he said this got him again, which is where Barry's the one that yes, remembers um, him and brings Wally back into the panel from Rebirth with Barry and Wally hugging but what this issue did was it may or may not have given us some answers um, first of all it gave us loads of really good Joker jokes yeah I have to yeah. say quality jokes man. you know what does a vegan zombie eat grains, grains. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's
0: great this <laughs> is a great such a great bad joke um, he's no, shaking no, his that head a right bad now joke, it's a great joke. <laughs> But, um, yeah, this may or may not have given us an answer, which is who is the murderer. Yeah. and This this is the issue I think Keith's been dreading, because he was waiting on it being Harley Quinn, sneaking yeah. up on Wally West and hitting oh, him no, with no. a mallet.
1: I'm already annoyed. I was annoyed about that issue, because Wally West is too fast for Harley Quinn to hit him on the head a yeah. mallet. But I don't think this has given us any answers. I don't, I know don't if, think so. I don't I know if there's the, uh, truth to this as well, but... At least it
0: justifies the idea that someone could sneak up on him because he's so inconsolable at Roy being killed Mm -hmm. um, that he's not paying attention. You've already seen all this angst and all this pain he's going through. And then this would make sense as to why someone could sneak up on him and it turns out to be Booster Gold. Mm -hmm. Um, The only reason I think this could be the truth is because it ends with Harley witnessing it. and Mm -hmm. And... if you remember back to issue one, that's where it starts with Harley and Booster in a cafe. Yeah, talking yeah. about what happened. But, but, I, um, but
1: whenever whenever we saw Harley, knocking Wally over the head. Wally was it, saying to, he saw. Yeah. It. But I I have a theory on this. Um, I I read the
0: I read this issue on Monday. It's just been sitting because I had it spoiled the day it came out. <coughs> I I saw online that it was it was Booster, and straight out I was like, right, okay. I wasn't really. I, I wasn't. Ready, ready to read it, it, yeah, because the, the big twist was spoiled. So we read it the other day, and afterwards was sort of thinking, and I'm torn at this stage where it might be Booster, or it is Booster, but he's doing it because Wally, done it in the first place.
1: Why do you think? Why do you think it's Booster? Because it's just repeating the same thing. Booster, they're, they're replacing Harley with Booster. Yes. Booster with no, no,
0: but it's not that it, Harley could be done, and I think Wally has done it. So I think Wally is now just snapped over the kids being gone. And mm-hmm. he's then just decided, he's something's happened, whereas he's maybe thinks if I kill all these people, I get my kids back, or something snapped in his head, and he's killed everyone. So Night Booster has gone back in time to save everyone, and he's killing Molly.
1: So there's there's something there that I feel like Booster. Yeah, but what a about twist. what about the fact that we we know that the 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 Wally corpse that was found at Sanctuary is is five days older than it should be. Yeah. That that's where
0: I'm thinking that there there is some sort of element of time travel in there with Wally, and Booster's done it because of something that Wally's done.
1: Yeah, I mean this all it all has to. I'm still waiting for them to to do a thing, whether it's Doomsday Clock or whether it's here in Crisis with Rebirth, yeah. because. Right now they're not. Yeah, it seems like both Heroes and Crisis
0: and Rebirth or Doomsdays came out of Rebirth, and nothing big has came off of it. Mm. It sort of set stuff up, and then. Yeah, this yeah it hasn't really done really, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot to obviously achieve in the last couple issues of Heroes in Crisis, because it, it is a series that, you know, we talk all the time about following creators, but there is always a danger of following a creator blindly. Like, I I don't think that every single thing Tom Keane writes is gold. I remember when this was announced as a seven-issue miniseries. I kind of wish it had a stayed a seven-issue miniseries. It was not six, then it moved to seven. No, it, it, was, to nine. it was seven, and then it moved to nine. But I just think the storytelling could have been a little tighter yeah. with seven. Um, rather than sort of out, because there has been a little bit of, there's a lot of bits stuff. and pieces here that's
1: maybe padding you know and where's the story where's the story about the the tale the the, the news being released about sanctuary and why are we not seeing that Where well that's, that's I think just it'll well. probably be longer in the
0: that could be next issue perhaps I don't even think it'll be Aye. next issue I think there, it'll
1: probably be way later on it's, it's like, later I'm getting on a wee a bit books. annoyed that there's a lot of about and there doesn't seem to be a lot being done yeah mm. It seems Sounds like, like
2: the, Tom King. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: It, it seems like they heard Keith going. I haven't seen how sanctuary works, and then they showed like four issues of sanctuary working.
1: <laughs> Assuming that's what they're showing, but what they're showing is is folk, you know what they haven't shown any inner workings of sanctuary yet, really. Yeah, they've shown. I think that was
3: like the entire flaw of it. But the real oh, question
0: is: Did Harley come out of the simulation? And see Booster doing this, or are they all in simulations just witnessing their own yeah. version of how it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. That, that could be a case where Booster did see Hardy do it, and Hardy seen Booster do it. I, think I'm, hoping, I think I'm hoping
1: for a wee bit more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's the end, and then. That'll not Mm. be worth waiting for.
0: Mm. Or Mr. Miracle shows up and shows everybody. And instantly improves every single thing that he's in. Yes, I think you're right with that. Uh, If you hear a broken glass at any point, that's just me throwing a bottle of Roddy Uh, due to his slamming of Mr. Miracle. Yeah, sorry. Coming in a future podcast, I can tell. Once Kieran's read it. We can't
3: spoil it for Karen. Yeah, so
0: myself, Keith and Roddy have read Mr. Miracle at this point. Um, I adored it. Keith, somewhere in the middle and Roddy seemed to outright dislike it. Which is fair I enough. didn't dislike
3: it. It was gorgeous-looking book. I just thought it was. But
1: did dislike the story? I just thought it was really boring. Yeah. Some of the art did my head in. I love the
3: oh, art style. Yeah, yeah um, I remember um, the last podcast you didn't. Uh, I love style. That was very, very consistent. Threat. Was it which Batman book was it that you were saying the that You didn't really like the with the pig. Oh was yeah, was it the pig one?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Professor yeah. Professor Pig. Oh, yeah. that was Batman sixty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmares, again but, one of the best. But of then,
1: yeah, well, we can't. I don't want to spoil Mister Murgle at all. But there's there's some scenes that are. Just it was a, I c I couldn't figure out if it was a printing error or if it was the style of the book. It's a
0: very <laughs> deliberate thing what they do in it. With, with some of the art but <laughs> again we'll 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 talk <laughs> yeah. about this more in yeah. a later date. <laughs> uh we don't run it for Kieran. Yeah. He uh picked yeah. up the trade okay. today. <laughs> so uh it's alright. Yeah, I look forward to your message of what the fuck's Roddy talking about. <laughs> no, the the message <laughs> to Roddy being like, I get it, that's shit. <laughs> but,
2: but, but
0: don't tell Alan. I'll message him now and tell him it's great. <laughs> and then it all comes out the podcast and I'm in the tears anyway uh, yeah so we'll move away from Heroes and Crisis and move over to another Marvel book uh, this is one that Keith is very much digging at the moment
1: uh, and that's uh, I've spoken about before it is a Jason Aaron book um, oh really? we've already heard his name this evening mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, Thor number 10 legacy number 716 and I guess uh, we're now two months uh, to, in her countdown to, to War of the Realms and this was a really interesting story because it uh, it's, it's there's not a lot of it's quite a personal story mm-hmm. um, so for months, you know the realms have burned as Malachite, uh, Malachite Malachi Cursed leads his armies across the realms and uh, begins the, the war and uh, Odin didn't do anything uh, he wasn't willing to act and now Asgardia is lost in the sun and the rainbow bridge is shattered and the old father sits alone in the ruins of Asgard drunk on and sort of despair about the fact that he's old and decrepit and can't act and he's no longer you know, powerful and the, 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 you know, if he's going to do anything to save the realms this, is, this isn't this is about him being the all-father, this is about just him being a father. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the story, uh, again, it's Jason Arn writing and, uh, and Del Mondo on cover and interior art. Now, I have to say, Del Mondo's art, um, I, the first issue of Thor, I was like, oh, this, I'm not loving this, I'm not loving the art at all. Oh, really? it's, yeah, it's just too trippy for me. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be yeah.
3: right yeah. up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> <head. laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you
1: implying, Roddy MacKenzie? <laughs> <No, laughs>
0: it, it does. It looks like it would work better as a cover and not the full
1: art in the book. What I was going to say is it's grown on me. Big style big stem. But this was a this was a bit of a tear jerky. a Great cover. Uh, Odin and Thor sitting on the shattered remains of the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, you Having know, labors. cheersing cheersing me, but. Uh, the story and the inside. I say the art is really grown on me. Um, and I say we getting we are getting close to uh, to war, the, the war. Of the realms. But Odin's down, sitting in the old Asgard by himself. There are no other gods apart from his brother Bor, the the uh, the god of fear. And Bor is trying to, you know, tell Odin he wants to act. He wants to do something. You know, he has to do something. You know, and you know all of this, and eventually. Uh, Thor uh, returns. Odin shows his power, but eventually Thor returns uh, to to Asgard because Thor needs more hammers from Screwbeard, the dwarf. Because uh, Thor oh, isn't yeah. currently wearing wielding Mjolnir, mm-hmm. so he's, he's wielding all these hammers and just going through them, you know. And uh, Thor and Odin's son immediately get into uh, into a, a fight, but what's really touching is that as. The fight is going on and we're seeing the uh the conversation, the fight, the, the, the war of words between Odin and Thor. Norton Th- Odin is narrating the book, you know, so uh y- you know he's the he's the he's the, the narrator, so um Thor says, Father, I see you're keeping busy. And uh, Odin says, I showed those dwarves how to forge, then how to drink. Uh was making you a weapon around here somewhere and you know, in the in the, the narration he's just go and talk to the boy, you know what I mean, uh, and you know he says you know he says to himself he looks tired, stretched, too thin, in need of help. um you know, I should tell him what I know, but you know all the while Odin is contradicting what he actually thinks inside, you know, um you know, and they end up getting a an actual physical fight uh you know and odin's Odin's being a fool and he goes, don't be the same old fool, don't be your father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's about a father and son and you know, the father just trying trying to be the father and you know it's, it's So gonna break
0: in the song at this point, you know? Guardians of Galaxy Two styles.
1: <laughs> Don't think so. No, it's just key yeah. because there's thought bubbles in uh, There's uh, there's a lovely Is this true
0: by any chance? No, there's
1: no it's thought there's no thought looking. bubbles in it. But there's a lovely uh there's a lovely uh full page spread of uh, Thor growing up through the edges from a from a, a toddler, uh, you know, and all the... T- While well he's going, Father, I rolled a bilge, bilge snipe. I rode a bilge snipe. And uh, Odin's, hmm, doesn't count as riding if you're not charging in a battle, Thor. <laughs> and then next to him, you see a slightly older Thor carrying the head of a troll. Father, I slayed a troll. <laughs> hmm, just one. And then uh, teenage Thor. Father, I made war with the frost giants. Hmm. Uh, they're nothing since I killed their King Luffy. Luffy. <laughs> and then, you know, you see because uh, Aaron has been writing Thor through the ages and then we see a slightly more grown-up Thor. Father, I did it. I'm finally worthy, raising Mjolnir. And uh, Odin is, "Hmm. where did you find that old thing? (laughs) You know, but it goes on like that and they they get into a rage and battle, you know, father versus son, God versus God. And, uh, you know, towards the end, uh, Odin says, who knew there would come a day when the God who created life itself would realize he'd lived too long? Uh, and uh, Odin says, "Well, where are we now?" Uh, oh yes, Odin says, "You know, believe me, I know rock bottom when I've seen it. I've been there. You know, uh, tell me when it started." And uh, Odin says, "I invented mead." You know, and he's talking about his father, uh, Odin Borson, all father of Ar- Osgard. Uh But let me not be remembered as such as the worst all father he ever sat on the throne of the eternal realm. Let me rather be remembered as a father of the greatest god he ever lived. <laughs> you know even if the only thing that I ever taught the boy was not to be like me fantastic stuff nice really great book so and this is I mean the fact that Jason Aaron's taking the time in his core book to tell a story like that whenever he's two months out from of the Realms, I think that's that's class that's class good book yeah good book
0: I think a lot those one shot stories when they are personal stories are all the stronger for it
1: yeah
0: I think Jason Aaron does
3: that really well Um Southern Bastards has a lot of stuff like that in it. Mm.
1: But I just, yeah. I love that juxtaposition of what he was thinking, what he was thinking with with what he was actually saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was the real key to that book, you know? Sorry, it's
0: just a sore point when you mentioned Southern Bastards, because Jeez. he's... right. Re- <laughs> like <a>
1: personally offended.
0: There's a big Because, um, <laughs> because <laughs> Jason Aaron is so busy Jace being awesome <laughs> at Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> because Jason Aaron is off being so awesome at Marvel, He's not seen oh, any image scary. love. And Southern Bass is one of my favourite books. Yeah. And there has not been a new issue of it
1: in about a year and a half. Just read But you out. know what? There's a 100 plus <laughs> issues with uh, Jason Aaron Starter, in right, if you own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll get to
0: You've seen my graphic novel pack. Uh, so, so yeah that, I, that sounds really good are,
3: like, a, are you hyped for War of the Realms? I
0: am I'm hyped for War of the Realms. are you getting every uh, th- through all the 300 tie no no we <laughs> talked about this someone we, didn't listen to we, we talked about this in our preview show uh, I, thought, I thought you were spending you know all this time painting and listening to podcasts
2: I don't listen to this podcast so
1: <laughs> The um, podcasts have good so uh, <laughs> thanks <dude. laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the core books and uh, it was the one the, the shots the strike force yeah course, there's a few man. there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of good creative yeah. teams so again yeah, you're looking yeah. at creative teams or you're looking at characters that you want to read yeah, you yeah know, I'm, but sure no, I'm, I'm, I'm far from getting it right no, I'll yeah. get the, I'll get the stuff that I want to get yeah You know, but I'll follow the core story that's yeah. just the way these things work you know
0: cool so time to jump back in into a bit of indie love again with the next couple of titles actually um Roddy being a child of the 80s. Um, it's no surprise that you enjoyed this one as much as you did. Yeah, it had
3: to be. I believe we talked about it on long, long time ago on one of whatever previous podcast it was. You still need to let Karen know what that was. Yeah, you need to check. No, no,
0: out. I remember. I, I actually listened to this one because I was really angry I wasn't there for a Joe conversation. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well...
3: Keith and I talked for like 20 minutes on G.I. Joe. <laughs> I left the room for 20 minutes. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, so G.I. Joe, it's kind of, it's fallen off the wayside a wee bit. Yeah. Like it's um, Transformers has really came to the forefront of that kind of Hasbro generation. G.I. Joe. We tried
0: with the live action movies and failed miserably well G.I. Joe until um, Bumblebee comics wise there's a few coming out at the moment because you have
3: there's still the ongoing
0: Sierra but, Morte is yeah. a little mini series you've got Silent Option which is another mini series yeah. and then you've got the core series as well so th- there's still a little it's bit of there, there but, but yeah. it doesn't quite get the attention yet certainly something yeah, like Transformers
3: like, will get I know Transformers still has like tons and tons of action figures but like G.I. Joe hasn't seen anything in like yeah. a long time so it since with really like, of yeah. Cobra yeah. Was that the Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did like, they did a series after the Rise of Cobra films, but it was just like random figures. But yeah, um, anyway, so Sierra (coughs) Morte, um, we've got, it's by indie creator Michael, or Michelle Fife, who's done Chopper, it's called. Um, I know nothing about it, but I know it's been picked up by Image and they're Mm going to republish it all. So it was his sort of indie series which got him kind of seen to the wide world yeah and now image are going to publish all five volumes but um hey we're here to talk about gi joe aren't we (laughs) (laughs) and sierra Marte, it's um i think it's a five issue mini series and if you look at the art it's just cell shaded gorgeous awesomeness who are the characters so you've got is that flint see in the in the issue it just um it's not, obviously Michael F- or Michelle Fife does everything. He draws, mm-hmm. edits, writes the series. Um, it's like, it's exactly, the, it's it's not like die. It's not going to be your very layered yeah. story. It's just like... It's pure action. Pure action, pure oh, cheesiness. It's a, a surreal it's, American hero. It's, it's um, Roadblock, Rock and Roll, Stalker, Gung Ho, Lady J, Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes... All the people you love, like uh-huh. beating the crap out of cobras. That's all you want. Yeah, yep. And it's and Scarlet as well. Um, Snake Eyes. Did I say Snake Eyes? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, but it's pure. It's just pure cheese. Like you're, you're gonna love it. It's kind of like I think I talked about it. It's kind of cel shaded. Looks a bit like Wind Waker Zelda. They look very cartoony, mm-hmm. but in a really good way. Yeah.
0: Um, Is there an action force variant? I don't, know. Do I, don't, I don't know if there was any variants no, i'm sure i'm sure there was They but, should um, do an action I mean. force variant for being over here <laughs>
3: what was it full full force instead of nuclear? full force yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: but yeah um it's certainly if you can get your hands on it it's just like it's just great fun Um you're not going to spend like a few hours looking at it you're gonna yeah. it's like you're yeah, just flick gonna through
0: flick through it, take it as it
3: is. But there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like things that I really enjoyed because of like I'm a huge GI Joe fan. Um, if you like little parts of the panels, it's gonna you're gonna see like you know the Cobra officers, and then there's like there's a few other like um, little Easter eggs about mm-hmm. like different Cobra characters, Sartan and Cobra Commander too. So. That's true. Destro is his name, yeah, isn't it? Destro, yeah, yeah. Destro. And then, Krogan. so yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it. Um, so well, I'll give you the, like a hint of the story. It's like Storm Shadow's gone AWOL, and it's um, it's up to GI Joe to basically find him and bring him back.
1: So yeah, um, a lot I of. Take pers- it. He's not in a caravan. I'm gonna go. No, <laughs> uh, he join him. Nick
3: Fury, and that's uh, it. that's. <laughs> uh shield 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 meets uh gi joe that could
0: that could be it <laughs> that's it that's the next movie it's it's gonna be nick fury and, marvel and, and, and IDW,
3: yeah, i am available
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um yeah like i mean it's it's very simple if you love if you love sort of the 80s and i think the next uh reviews podcast we're going to talk about transformers but i think um i do think gi joe needs a bit of love because mm. it's
1: but then it, so, I mean, G.I. Joe had a had a massive long run uh, at at IDW. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, and it ran, it ran, well, like it's still going. Apparently. Yeah, but yeah, it had, it just had just, multiple multiple comics. You know, it had whenever it kicked off at G.I. Joe at Cobra, it had uh, two Stake or three two or three different characters. There was yeah, it was it was they really had a yeah. huge universe, and it was all under what do you call them's, uh auspices. Your boy that originally oh, Larry Hammer. Larry Hammer, yeah. yeah, you know so. Maybe they're just giving it a rest. Maybe yeah. they're just giving it a rest because it was it was a huge property. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know. Maybe at this time of uh, American imperialism, they're maybe just chilling out with their <laughs> military comics.
3: <laughs> but well, you never know. I think that's the kind of thing you need. Because
0: seriously, if someone's listening, Action Force variants. <laughs> 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 just a no-brainer. <laughs>
3: Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that's
1: that's it. Go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong about Transformers. That first issue of Transformers, fantastic. we will not yep. review it now, but damn. Record and yeah. then we'll
0: put it in the next. <laughs> have you still got, have you got still still some issues I of Transformers s- number one I on the shelves? DJ, yeah. I actually got restocks of it this week, so um, got a few more copies in. Yeah. Still got it to read myself as well, but I have been assured it is rather yeah. excellent what? by several people. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to diving in that at some point. Um, we've not reached that point in our podcast which is uh, wholeheartedly predictable uh, it's as predictable as uh, Keith and Joy and Jason Aaron Marble book it's our monthly <laughs> mention of die. <laughs> it's, it's my turn, I haven't got to talk about no, it exactly, so Karen obviously really? is who,
3: who was it the first time? who did one and two? Keith uh,
0: did that one and two, totally he's, well he's the reason I read it I think we yeah we did it on our end of year podcast we did it we've and every podcast since let's be honest yeah um, die is just was, tremendous that was the the it's last the, book. the last time it was mentioned in a podcast that I was on was the the New Year's one and, and what's good about away, this as I well we we will probably spoil the hell out of this issue even though it's not not a filler issue but it's a world building issue yeah mm-hmm. um, but Very they've nice actually sure. solicited for the first trade which is June May mm-hmm. so if you haven't been lucky enough to jump on at this point you know. We can't recommend it anymore at this mm-hmm. point, to be honest. So um, I like here oh, and take it away with number no, three issue three. I read, I read two and three back to back, and because uh, I'm so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I read issue th- two and three back to back, and three. Alan, you had mentioned a bit, mentioned to me a couple of times, leading into that being a big Lord of the Rings fan, I would enjoy it. And it was one of those ones. I was just like, oh yeah, they're just gonna reference Lord of the Rings here and there. <laughs> but I, I as soon as I started reading, I went. Shit! Like <laughs> this is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like there's there's
1: the war the war between it's the war between
0: the, and the halflings and, and the industrialized yeah robots, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's which it's was weird. the whole crux of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It was the, the war between industry and and traditional life. Yeah. Know. And
0: it, it basically the, the 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 crux of the issue is one of the characters jumps into I think it's Aish It is Aish it's Aish, yeah. Aish yeah. jumps into one of the trenches and it's it's a back and forward between nice and uh, and one of the halflings. And basically the halflings sort of explaining what's going on with the war and everything that's going on outside of why that halfling is expiring. Of, see, yeah. 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 Outside of what we see in, in the in the adventures um vision. So then it 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 sets up it sets up why this why this is all happening and what's happening with basically the halflings and where they're coming from and their upbringings and things like that. But then Tolkien himself shows up in the issue, and he's like, he's a god in this universe, <laughs> and it was just perfect. It, it, I, I didn't see it coming, but it was, it was one of those things. As soon as I read it, I went, yeah. And of course, the I, reason I the well. reason
1: he shows up is because this world has been created by Soul, yeah, or has been controlled by Soul. The the, the sixth member of their the group of the group, of, the the group of kids master. who originally arrived in this uh, fantasy world, yeah. this role playing world, and then got away, and now his grown adults have returned. Uh, but obviously, Soul and Ash were huge Lord of the Rings fans yeah. too, which is why Soul has manifested Tolkien, oh, or Tolkien. possibly has manifested, you know. There was one particularly lovely panel I pointed out to Alan that uh, you see the smoke behind the figure, and it almost looks like a wizard's hat yes. and a beard. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> almost looks like Gandalf. No, that myself. very, it's very like cool. like
0: even like... Just how Tolkien shows up on the eagle and stuff, and says how it's his favorite form of travel and things like that. It's it's just it's great, <laughs> but um, it, it, it is just genuine. It's amazing. It just it just as a fan of that universe, just fucking great. But then it goes into like it starts to open up a bit more with um, Glass Town, Glass City, Glass City, yeah. Glass City. Um, could have been Glass Town. Could have been Glass. Glass Town has a better ring to it. It does. <laughs> so if it's not Glass Town nice <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, insert Lord of the <laughs> Rings because <for> care <laughs> 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 no it, it literally yeah the gla- Glass Town City feels like, like Minas Tirith or something like oh, that I didn't make a choice there <laughs> <all about laughs> it's Darryl London there
2: <laughs>
0: Glass Town City it feels like something like Minas Tirith where it's it's a massive sprawling city and it's, but it's in the shape of a D20 because that's where Seoul was based and he is the the d twenty and
1: the actual the role. the entire world is based in a d twenty yeah you know in fact, one of the things that I is looking for as the advisor whenever they arrive in the town is that she's looking for a way to to twenty yeah, you know which is one of the obviously one of the sides, so it seems like each of the side each uh plane of the world mm-hmm. has a different uh theme, possibly or Ooh, something, yeah. but it's starting to really. It's it's starting to grip you. Yeah. You're starting to feel the characters at this point. You know, and then I mean, what, uh, what the writer has been saying, what uh, Karen Gillen has been saying is that you know originally he, he's he's now lost as to whether or not Dice is a comic book about a role playing game or whether or not the role playing game is a game about the comic of the comic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the rules are about to come out for the yeah, die mean, role playing yeah. game. You know, so uh, yeah, interesting, and I just mm. I love the fact that the you're seeing just hints of the mechanics, the game mechanics yeah. behind the story and how it works, how the world works, you know. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's, it's it's starting to give a wee bit more of, a, of an in-depth
0: on how each character functions as a yeah. character, like how Each one of the character class and their yeah, powers. Yeah, cha- yeah. Yeah.
3: And it doesn't feel like they're, like, explaining it to you. It just feels yeah, like you're, you're, just you're, you're absorbing it.
0: Absorbing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically, it, it's from someone who's played D. It, it is literally just, reading someone's experience playing D D, which this is something me and my friends have talked about was whenever we're playing D and D even recording it, so we could do something with it. Yeah. Because it it, it D D is one of those things where even if you don't try, it still makes a great story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it, it seems just like a perfect fit from roleplay straight into a comic. Yeah, yeah. And great. Where it follows like one of the characters running off like they just ditch and just go off to the temple and start praying. hmm Which is something that happens in D and D you get into town and everybody just does their own separate things because they need to do certain things for their own their own classes yeah that's and right it,
1: it just fits so well with what's happening with them. yeah she's she's badly injured the Godbother or whatever you call yeah. it
2: the,
1: <laughs> yeah. the one who keeps gods as pets she's badly injured but because she's already asked for favours from the gods she keeps yeah none of them will heal her so now she has to go to the, the temple, to, temple to pray to to them, pray yeah. and to do her you know one of those things yeah. that then religious people do I don't know how th- I, I don't know how it is where they <laughs> have to put- <laughs>
0: i just going to ignore that. They're penance. They're penance. And then, the, then their gods will yeah. help her again. I you don't know. know how I took there's, there's a part where they have to read from their own journal. That's the penance, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was the gods take them into their own sort of mind to do that or that's them actually reading their journal to everyone and yeah, I don't know, yeah. I, yeah. It, it's, it, it was sort of a question about that stage where are they actually doing this? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that they're witnessing in their own brain? Yeah. But it, it, it fits so well, and it does, as you said, It just everything gets sort of explained to you perfectly, where it's not jumping in your throat, but you're grasping yeah, what's Yeah, it
1: really is. I mean, it's still, it still is the perfect analogy for me. It, it's like a, an evolved adult version of the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Yeah. Class. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Goth Jumanji,
3: is it, yeah, it consistently
1: gets called. Just, um, Stephanie Hans just... Oh, yeah. beautiful. Every, yes, every single...
3: I think it gets better. Every, now, yes. every
1: issue there. every issue and she, she has her wee easter eggs in there as well at one stage the dying halfling looks very much like uh, like Frodo from the Lord yeah. of the Rings movies oh, yeah. just, just one panel and you're just like Jesus <laughs> yeah, a little too close it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I feel like even the source
0: book itself for the role playing game will add so much into the story itself mm. it'll make yep. things a wee mm-hmm. bit clearer so even with them um, it does seem like it will probably add a bit more background to some of the characters as well yep. like the way they did with there was, a, there was a Watchmen role-playing book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's, any of you know or have read it, but there's a source book for a Watchmen RPG, and it adds background to some of the characters that even before the Watchmen didn't mm-hmm. do, it yeah. because it was written by Alan Muir. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But it seems like it's, it's going to go that way, where it's going to give a
1: wee bit more depth to the Same actual Same thing with Lazarus. There's a Lazarus yeah.
0: role-playing game coming out. Uh,
1: that's going to be a big world-builder. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with that, because... Uh, I do wonder how long it will last if, as you said, it is almost a setup for a game. Um, I tweeted Gary Gillen about this and Stephanie Hans because I noticed on the back cover yep. that there's a flat die on yeah, the back, 20-sided yeah, yeah. die. And every time a new issue comes out, they illuminate that number. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted them saying, you know, I've got this sneaky feeling this is only going to have like perfect symmetry. It's going to be 20 issues set in so They both liked the comment, but didn't none of them responded. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like that when I read even the first issue and saw that in the background. This could yeah. go to 20 and just stop. There is. It's nice when there's symmetry like that. It's nice if that's what it was mapped out to be from yeah. the start, rather than this is doing well, this is you know appealing to people, let's drag it out sort of thing. Um, well, image but, is always good for that type of stuff, though. Or Not even just image, just in, in the in general, it's always good for... Let's tell a story that we want to tell. Yeah, exactly. If we it's want to not, keep we have ones. to sell sixty books. Yeah. It's like well,
1: then the other the still still other thing that Karen Gillan has said is that every every game that takes place, you know, and uh, die is part of the canon. Yeah. You know, and there, you know, the playtests tests seem interesting. You know, there's one group that were play testing that were a band, like a a band, a musical band, yeah. and ended up playing this game and ended up sucked into the world and. You know, took on the roles because it seems to be that the roles are limited to the roles in the book. You know, those yeah. five character classes, you know. So, I wonder yeah, which character care will be. Mm, I don't know. I usually play Ranger when I go. I'm
0: not with there being a cyberpunk in there, know. you know, you're gonna go straight know. for that. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want my arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so know, that is definitely something to be watching. It, it seems like it's going to be bigger. yeah, it bigger than what it is at the minute its. Going it's to one of those titles bigger. I got a weird feeling about when I when the first even came out because yeah. it can be hard for us to gauge what the order in store when it comes to number ones. we We don't know there might be thirty copies might sell, one copy might sell. And with most indie books, we'll always order in number ones, but we'll usually only order a couple of copies. I just got this feeling about that and I, I don't even know what it was, but I actually ordered in ten copies of it, which is quite a lot for us for a spec unseen title. So i think maybe one person per hour maybe two and i may, I may have been one of those people and it's sold out <laughs> within a couple of days yeah and then i restocked it die number one's on their fourth print die number two's on yeah, the third crazy, print number number three's on to a third print die number four is already on the second print <laughs> you know what this this is i think you're right i think this will be bigger and it has the capacity to grow so um given the quality of writing and art it's just not surprising because yeah. it's just perfect storm kind of book you know um so yeah there's our uh, usual mention of Die come back back next month 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 for Die number four
1: (laughs) (laughs) if Uh, it wasn't so good we wouldn't keep mentioning it
0: (laughs) I think what we'll do is once Die finishes we'll just cut and paste together all our reviews of every issue and just like call it the Die podcast Um, but yeah from that uh, 20 minutes long yes (laughs) 20 hours don't say that (laughs) we'll just play Die for 20 hours (laughs) just record us playing that
2: could last a while (laughs) No, um, it,
0: it's, it seems like it's going to be massive. No, I think and so. It's it's, it, it's one of those things where we do keep re- suggesting it and telling people to read for it. For a reason. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, I mean, where obviously, obviously I, be shit. I talk to loads of people, you know, about Deadly Class and stuff like that. It's almost yeah. become a running joke. But the reason I recommend it is because I think yeah. it's such quality and Die is the same thing. It's, yeah. Every every I think once the trade hits, some people catch up and yeah. Every time I tell someone them. to read something and then they come back to me and go, yeah, I read that. It was really good. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't suggest shit. That's, yeah, like, that's kind of why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I didn't tell you to read nothing. Like Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. I didn't tell you to read Mr. Murgle. Oh. you are going to be thrown out of this house.
2: <laughs> <you> <laughs> I'm ready. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll move away from Die and uh, onto a title that, for me, massively caught me off guard with A, how good it was. Um B how much it moved me as a as a as a single issue, although it is a hundred page, super spectacular no less. Um this is something that I read the first week into February, and we were getting ready to record the February Reviews podcast, and I just was busting to talk about this. I don't even think anybody else at the table has read this. Nope. By the end of this
3: First, I think I got through the first five pages before we recorded
0: this. You're all gonna have to read this. I'm happy to hand my copy around this group and read it, please, because as everyone knows, I'm a massive Batman guy. I'm not a big Superman guy. I like American Alien. Well, I love American Alien actually. Uh, I like uh, Man for Tomorrow. I like Man for All Seasons and All Star Superman. That's probably where I draw the line. Although the recent Action Comics is good as well. Uh, but this is a um, 100-page super spectacular that was released at the start of February. It's written by Marv Wolfman, art uh, by Claudio Castellini. And it, it actually is pretty uh, faced by a little essay that Marv Wolfman writes. This was a story that he came up with over 20 years ago. It was going to be part of a line called Superman Confidential. He, he always said that the script was this sort of weird little stepchild in the DC Universe at the time. There was nowhere for them to naturally put it into a Superman book. So at the time, um, I think it wasn't, uh, was it Paul Dini? No, it was Dan DiDio, um, Keith's favourite guy.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, the man who loves <laughs> right. Um <laughs> But Dan Dedeo had said to him, look, this is a great story. We need to find a place for this. And they were going to put it in the Superman Confidential. But then it got canned as a title, and this book just sort of faded away. They never, It wasn't quite long enough for a graphic novel, and they couldn't fit it into the main continuity. So 20 years later, it's finally been collected, put together. Marv Wolfman actually says um, in his little blurb, at any rate, I really do believe this is one of the best stories I've ever written. Um, and he actually does say, if you see me at a convention, you know, come and see me and let me know what you think. Oh, cool. I mean, the way I would, the way I would summarize this, and I won't go into loads of spoilers. I know we said we'd you know, be a spoiler-filled podcast, but I genuinely would love you guys to read this and to just discover the joy I felt with it. Um, it's essentially Superman year one. It's all about Clark first coming to Metropolis. He doesn't have a job set up on the Daily Planet. He isn't meeting Lois Lane day one. You know, he's, he is a small-town guy in this big city. The first page alone is just stunning. It's, it's, it's divided into four chapters. Chapter one, in which he leaves Smallville as a boy. And you just see all these beautiful images of his shadow flying with a briefcase in his hand <laughs> above cornfields, above the motorway, Metropolis 65 miles. And then this stunning panel here with, you know, just a reflection on the Daily Planet. Um, and then he comes to the city, starts hearing all these voices, all these noises. He walks past the guy cheating on card tables and then uses his x-ray vision to help a homeless guy win money. <laughs> there was um,
3: a lovely scene where he he phones home and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, uh, mom, pa, everything's fine, everything's <laughs> fine. It looks like i can't wait to read the rest of it
0: yeah i mean it's it, it's all it shows that Marvel truly understands superman and is prepared to look at this the ridiculousness of the character in a way There, there's these two panels this summarizes this whole book for me but it's where he's first like sort of testing the superman outfit and he hears um Man Pat kent in his head and they say when you're wearing the superman costume stand up straight speak clearly and deeply show confidence now On the other hand, slump some as Clark, speak faster and pitch your voice higher. And Clark's like, is anybody really going to buy this as he's putting his glasses on? You know, It's just a way of addressing that whole uh, elephant in the room of how can people not tell that this is is Superman. But I'll not go too much further than that other than one little example I want to show. In the second chapter, Clark is working as a janitor just, just to make money in the big city. And he works with a couple of guys and one of the guys is a real family man and he's like, look, I'll work, you know, 80 hours a week if I have to, you know, help my family. And they randomly have an extra ticket to a baseball game and they invite Clark along. And uh, these guys are always talking about how the city's gone to hell and nothing good happens and all this kind of thing. But uh, when someone's hitting a home run at the baseball game, uh, it's about to go out for a home run and Clark starts sniffing and he actually redirects the ball. And it's in midair. it's like, no, it's turning, turning, no, it must be the wind. <laughs> and then it lands at one of his friends' hands, and it's like, oh, you see, someone does look out for the little man, you know, that sort of it thing. Was. It's just little touches the whole way through it. It is absolutely incredible, one of the best things I've read in a long time. And I know you might not believe that too much, given my love for Mr. Miracle, <laughs> but, the, no, this, I, I don't want to spoil any more than I already have, but 100 pages, totally self-contained, um... You know, even just the cover alone. You know, it's it's Clark's shadow flying towards Metropolis out of the cornfields. It's just a beautifully put together. You can just feel the, the love dripping off every page. Um, I've ordered more to come into the store. Just about to say, I have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> three for the yeah. people at the table.
3: Yeah. It, is always a, it
0: is always a danger, I think, with the review show. Comics is such a strange business that sometimes it can be hard to get. You know, a hold of printings and people are a little funny about second prints and things like that. But with this, I knew I was going to talk about it. I knew how much I loved it, so I've ordered more for the store, and there there will be more coming next week. But I I started reading this one night. I was in bed, which is where I I do quite a bit of my reading, but normally because it's a 10-minute issue and then bed, whatever. I started reading this. This took me over an hour to read, but I did not stop. (laughs) I read it start to finish and absorbed every detail. like Even the art by Claudio uh, Castellini as well.
2: It's, It's just stunning.
0: It
3: seems very... There's like a retro throwbackness to yeah. but it's oh, also so. it seems very modern at the same yeah. time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just all about Clark, you know, dealing how to you know live these two lives, how to make it in the big city, how to you know help people, you know. I like absolutely love Superman. He's
3: one of my probably one of my favorite DC heroes. Mm-hmm. And I think, um by the looks of it i haven't actually I haven't read beyond a few pages, but like Superman's biggest weakness mm-hmm. is his emotions and humanity. yeah, and that's what despite, that's what i love to see yeah, despite being and also scene. uh mark wolfman g. Yeah. g i Joe cartoon writer
0: <laughs> so Maybe if it. that's
3: not any reason to pick it
0: up, <laughs> no I'd say I mean you know i'll read every batman title under the sun but it, it sometimes takes a bit to bring me the superman title but mm-hmm. this was just wonderful i really wish he would write a follow-up to it um you know only took him 20 years to release this one <laughs> that's so
3: a crazy story like yeah. 20 years imagine
0: writing a script and then waiting yeah, 20 years for there. it to be published yeah that's it i mean it was it was coming out just before superman year one ironically I, I think that's actually a really good point as well you know um but yeah i mean he even says in that little part you know unfortunately superman confidential was cancelled before the story could be printed and because of the origin nature of the story and changing continuities there wasn't any place to publish it i truly love this story so i kept pushing for it to be published but because superman isn't really in the story it's all clark ken 24 7 dc never found a format in order to release it until now um so yeah can't recommend it enough guys we will probably talk about it more either in a future podcast or in, when it comes to our Mammoth 12 hour podcast for the end <laughs> of the year because <laughs> we'll obviously have to outdo the 8.5 hours we spent this time
1: oh really um, I'll
0: a week <laughs> but yeah as I say guys I can't recommend enough uh, Man and Superman 100 page super spectacular Marv Wolfman Claudio Castellini here's a question
3: does it go in your graphic novel collection or your... It's single issues, a single board, issue a bagging board and then goes in your single if it, in a, if
0: it fits in a bag and board, it goes in the single issues. But otherwise, yeah. I think it's too thin and it gets slightly lost in the bookshelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, if it's if it's in a bag and board, that's my sort of basic I had, role. I had the same question about um, Elseworlds because they're about the same size. Yeah, so yeah. Was one day I saw Fire one your Swamp Thing like, oh, Spectacular. There's that Be another one.
3: DC had a lot of this, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. 80-pagers? 80 80 well, or really
0: annoyingly, DC, you know, just because they love... you. Know, shitting all over uh, they keep releasing these awesome 80 page giants in America um, you've got Bram Michael Bendis writing Batman with Nick Darrington on art you've got Greg Capullo doing new Swamp Thing stories but they're all being released as Walmart exclusives what? Um, hopefully at some point they'll collect them at the very least but they're they're exclusives to Walmart that's really frustrating who's writing Superman. Is it Snyder? I don't think it's Snyder. Um, but there, there's one for every character. Yeah. There's there's Flash, there's Batman, Man. there's Wonder Woman, there's Justice League. Um, I did manage to procure a Swamp Thing one for Kieran right here. Um, it was Zach Capullo one. So um, I really wish they'd release that stuff over here. But yeah. you know, this is a start. This is a start. Uh, yeah. So that was my last recommendation and in terms of stuff really enjoyed in February. I'll finish off then with Keith. Uh, He's going to introduce a top-line DC title. Uh, No, of course (laughs) he's not. Of course not. (laughs) Well,
1: let's talk about Mr. Miracle. (laughs) (laughs) we
0: will be the lead-in to next
1: month. Um, So we're going to talk about uh, Uncanny X-Men number 11, uh, legacy number 630. Uh, It's a slightly bigger book. Uh, I think about twice size and therefore slightly more costly at uh, seven dollars ninety nine cover well, this price.
0: Was, this was the first one released monthly, wasn't it? After yes, the weekly. Event. Yes, it yeah. was.
1: So where Uncanny X Men up until now has been, um, I guess, been leading up to the Age of X Men, which was a story that I was really looking forward to because it included X Men, but has turned out to be a, the lead up story was a bit disappointing, um, and I guess it's ongoing currently as a series of. Uh, miniseries um, none of which I'm getting um, this is the this is the alternative um, so
3: I think uh, sorry to interrupt you but we sort of ignored uh, Matthew Rosenberg when you were talking about best well yeah we model. did yeah Absolutely. not ignored, he's been, but we yeah. sort of forgot him he's been doing some Punisher fantastic work on Punisher and and, the yeah, special yeah. On mm-hmm.
1: the and he's been doing some fantastic work on the X-Men, the X-Men. Yeah. Um, so if you were looking to get into the X-Men this would be the book you would want to be getting into it with. So, uh, this is the start of Rosenberg's New York. Um, so while all this stuff is going on in, in an alternate reality or in uh, Legion and X-Man's heads or wherever the hell it's going on, uh, we're back in the real world here. So, uh, Scott Summers has just returned from the dead. Uh, Wolverine, with their Return of Wolverine series, has just returned from the dead. Uh, and of course, they're in a world where there are no X Men because, unbeknownst to them, they're in this edge of X men alternative reality. Um, Scott has just been brought back from the dead by his uh, his son Cable. Uh, that whole extermination series that uh, Ed Breeson wrote. Um, so, uh, this this really is a is a new start uh, for the X Men, and uh, Rosenberg starts it fantastically with a black page, with a red uh, a red box saying every X Man story is the same. You know, and I think that's a is sort of railing against that idea that of the status quo and that idea that you know, characters never die and antagonists never go away and characters never edge uh, you know, and he's claimed that this is the last X-Men story which is interesting, but it's three stories in one book um, and uh, it starts with Scott uh, you know, he's, he's moving about, he's seeing the the remains of the X-Mansion, he's seeing the, there's now a, a mutant uh, X-Gene Cure uh, so not only has the mutant population been decimated, you know, but there's now a cure, so there'll be no, no more new mutants born. Uh, we go back, we see the ruins of the of the, the X-Jet. Um, you know, uh, with the Worthington Corporation, we start talking about this being the last X-Men story. Um, it says, after a pitched battle, the X-Men were wiped out without a trace. They presumed dead. And the story's called, part one of this is forever. Um, so Scott Scott's lost everything. Um, he, you know, the X Men operate best whenever they're downtrodden, whenever they're the underdog. Against the wall. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that's what we've got here. Uh, Scott, you know, he's 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 got all these Worthington files in front of him, trying to figure out where the where the X Men are, who which mutants are left in the world. Can he reform the X Men? You know, can he, you know, pursue Xavier's dream despite being the man who killed Xavier? Um, you know, and we we see his we see his fighting skills. You know, and uh, it turns out that the mutant. Uh, there's, a, there's a fight going on outside the bar, the mutant that he, uh, that he protects turns out to be Blindfold, who's a, a mutant who can, who can see the future. Um, so this, this splits into the, the, the book has three stories in it, uh, all of them written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, the key story is illustrated by Salvador La Roca. Uh, the Wolverine Returns story, which is the same story but from Wolverine's point of view, is illustrated by John McRae, and then the last blindfold story uh, is 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 illustrated by Juanas Ramirez. So they all fit together quite nicely. You know, Cyclops is. He wants to find out about the X Men. What's happened to the X Men? Where they are? You know, he visits uh, Bannerich, uh, at the Daily Bugle to, to try and find out what's going on. You know, he tells them what the X Men are all dead. Um, we see Scott in Hell's Kitchen, again the man who's lost everything, drinking whiskey throwing it up in the air and then smashing the balls with his <laughs> optic blasts <laughs> you know um kind of kind of cool um uh jamie madrox the multiple man becomes involved cyclops goes down to the the sewers to uh to to uh go and see callisto of the mordocks uh, see what's going on there uh meets chamber um anyway at the, at the end up. Uh, well there's there's a great uh, there's a rally at the Empire State University. It's a it's a Humanity First rally. The future is human. It's about the, uh, you know the 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 X gene and about the, the cure for it. Uh, we find that uh, you know Scott, Scott's obviously there. He gets outed as a out as a mutant. Uh, Captain America, Black Widow, and Bucky are on scene, but you know. We see. We see where scott is now because you know they're leaders of their own respective teams you know they're the exemplars of their own respective people uh we know captain america we know who he is you know but you know that's very much the case of scott being the underdog and, and captain america coming out of this looking like he's he's culture and scott's you know the, the x-men are counterculture which is again where the x-men should be we're going back to the original the original story you know and uh you know cap's very reasonable let's go somewhere and talk and Scott's like, fuck you, Rogers. <laughs> you know, so we're we're seeing we're seeing Scott at the rock bottom here. He ends up putting out a message saying, All mutants meet me at the at Salem Centre at the site of the Xavier Institute, you know, and we'll go from there. And of course, all of the enemies, all of the X-Men's enemies, the Reavers, uh, the Friends of Humanity, you know, all of these the, the Sapien League, they all appear, that as far as they're considered, they're here, they're, they're here to kill off the last X-Men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, who appears in the tree, but over him, you know, who's just back from the dead, you know, so uh, the, the 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 Reavers approach, Donald Pierce. Before we get started, I just need to know, after all this time, what's it like knowing that you're field, knowing that all your friends are dead, the world doesn't care, and that you're going to die all alone, and then all we hear is, he ain't alone. You know, so very, very cool. Great combat sequence um, to end this first story lovely double page spread of uh of cyclops and wolverine in action and this is cause these guys are always you know they're always button heads cyclops mm-hmm. and wolverine you know uh so and I but I always love stories where they're together back to back, you know. Uh really cool stuff. Um some really lovely Laruga art. Again I like sort of clean lines in this here. They they seem to be fighting for hours. Um you know they haven't spoken a word, Scott says. Standing on a on a on a on a hill of bodies, Scott says Logan. Logan says Slim. <laughs> they face each other, and then Logan walks towards the moonlight. Now that we're all caught up, let's go. We've got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's immediately continued in the second storyline, which, which which we see from Wolverine's point of view. Wolverine's been watching Scott this whole time. You know, um, Wolverine is, uh, He also catches up with Kid Cable, who's uh, effectively Scott's son uh wolverine catches up with multiple man and leila uh you know and so forth and so on and uh, he's he's following scott around he meets callisto as well so the whole time in this first story that scott was visiting these people wolverine was right behind him scott never saw him didn't know he was there he's looking out for him you know and uh, and it ends then with that that same scene from uh wolverine's point of view in the tree uh brilliantly illustrated by john mccrae as well i think uh Blindfold is kind of the casualty of this, that she nearly seems to have been sacrificed in order to get Scott to the rally and put Scott in the position he's in. Um, there's a story here where, again, she links up with a lot of these characters. It's from her point of view. We're seeing her future visions uh, and her... Uh, she commits suicide at the end of the book um, because she knows what's coming. Um, and she sort of seems just to be a sacrifice to the story, you know, but really a fantastic book if you're if you're, you're thinking god I don't know what I'm doing what X-Men's doing I don't know what's going on this would be the book to pick up to to, to kick off X-Men uh, and this, we know what Rosenberg's like um, La Rooka's art I really and I see the colorist is Rosenberg as well Rochelle Rosenberg who is I think it's his wife Matthew Rosenberg's wife yeah mm-hmm. they've worked
0: together on a couple of um, stories before
1: so yeah really, uh, really enjoyed this uh, this is Forever Part 1 by Matthew Rosenberg three stories big book cost you a little more but I think it's worth it was a really really fantastic book and it really kicked a lot of things off yeah yeah
2: cool
0: of course we now reach uh, honourable mention time um, Keith has a pilot uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw in a few honourable mentions at this point um I have to say there's a series called Criminal, which I'm absolutely digging. Again, I think it's something only myself is reading at the
1: moment. But well, it's Ed Brubaker.
0: Uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. These guys always work together. Um, they've obviously done a number of criminal books before. This was a relaunch recently. Well, not so much a relaunch. Criminal is one of those sort of anthology tales. you would love it, really. Um, <laughs> you Keys get it. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm alright. I'm alright right with anthologies. Criminal's right. one of those anthology tales where they'll tell stories about a new character, but in the background of that story, you'll see characters from other stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's populated sort of like Sin City, that kind of it's thing. A, um, GTA DLC for GTA 4. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> GTA DLC, yeah. Um, <laughs> <six>. <laughs> but yeah, what Bruce Baker and Phillips do is just very old school noir. It's all about. The criminal who needs to do one last job to be free the guy who's just been released from prison who's going to go straight the you know the femme fatale that kind of thing these guys just do the uh the noir stuff fantastically well interesting in this one uh number two for example this was uh to do with a comic creator and they ed brubaker always does like a little essay at the back and he specifically says this is not based on real experiences brackets (laughs) wink wink uh but he won't name names but the main crux of this story is an older uh, comic book artist who um, has had his work stolen from him, and he hires a couple of guys to go and steal the work back for him. Um, at one point in it, I was showing it to Karen earlier, the old guy is working at a convention, and he offers a cosplayer money, and she slaps him, and uh, he says to her, "What is she not a prostitute dressed like that? You know, obviously he doesn't understand how cosplayers work, you know, modern... Um, add modern cons and so forth. So yeah, really great stuff, criminal. Uh really, really digging that. Um Green Lantern continues to be strong. Green great. Punisher. Uh, Punisher. Yes. Yeah, still in the middle fantastic. of
1: uh, Begalia, the Fantastic. Yeah. Bagilia, the supervillain yeah. nation and <laughs> <Criminal> <laughs> kicking ass. I think I, I I'm starting to get the feeling that he's loving being there. Yeah. He's just surrounded by targets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean just as Roddy was saying, you know, a bit of love for Rosenberg. Yeah, his
0: Punisher yeah. run is, is awesome. Um just as we're recording there, you know, Jared just put a wee message through saying he's just finished the first trade of it. Absolutely loving it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's one of uh, Marvel's strongest titles. Um, throw titles out there, boys. So just... I'm going to throw you a Marvel one. There's a shock. <laughs> Maybe two.
3: Um, Conan? Oh, and Savage Sword of Conan, which Keith just gave me before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic! So uh, these sorry.
1: are yeah. So F-
3: number three was February. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And these are both uh, February
1: titles. Yeah. The main series. Savage Sword Long Is that another um, Jason Aaron title? Yeah, who another would have, one. Who would have thought it. He's right,
3: everything. Um,
1: and Mahmoud, some, Mahmoud Azrar is yeah, the, the some,
3: artist on it. He's covers. Holy, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
1: it's fantastic.
3: Every everyone's. Stu- I think. Like I don't want to say anything because I read number four quite recently, and I might get them confused. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this know. was uh, the
1: uh, this was the Dead Tree Hill story. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Number three was the was that I think it was Dead Dead Tree Hill. Um, the. So what? What Jason Arn is doing with Conan is kind of what he did with Thor. He's writing Conan at different edges, uh, mm-hmm. different parts of his career, and. Uh, this this was it dead, dead tree, the life and death of Conan. Sumerians uh, don't pray. <laughs> That's right. Um, Red tree Hill. sorry. So they have this, you know, Conan is, is a reaver, you know, and he's brought to this town and there's this tree in the hill where they hang criminals from, and Conan, of course, ends up almost being hung as a criminal, <laughs> and uh, it's just' it's a fantastic. Fantastic story.
0: What's what's the thing with having two Conan books at the exact same time, launching at the
1: same uh, time? I don't know. I don't know what. The are they connected at all? Or? No. Well, not one. One is Jason Aaron and as um, are The other is Jerry Dugan and Ron Garney. Uh, they're very. They seem to be very different stories with very different tones, very different cover yeah, styles. Even yeah. I mean, the, the one s- of them looks like Jason savage, savage yeah. swords.
3: Maybe slightly. <laughs> Like the main Conan titles, really pulpy. Yeah, yeah they're both. They're, they
1: both have the feel of Conan, and they both have the feel of, yeah. of Robert E. Howard. So I don't know,
3: just the main one just is Maybe, maybe that they've launched kind of around the same time. You know? Yeah, I mean, this I is this
1: is this certainly is. I think this is the 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 key to it is Conan. We're seeing Conan as King Conan, Conan at the start of his career, and Conan in the middle of the career. Whereas this seems to just be. One continuous tale, Adventure. But, but yeah, we, there's only yeah. one issue of that. Out, you yeah. know, no, um, it's a
3: really, really good one. The setup and then the the endings, fantastic. Mm, it's, it's funny, very mythical, and it is. I mean,
1: it's mm. it's it is. Yeah, um, I mean, it's funny you mention it because whenever Conan stories were coming out, different people were writing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So they didn't necessarily line up. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, Robert E. Howard created the character, but he's been variously written at so I think that that follows through. What's really lovely as well is that each story contains another chapter of uh, of an all-new Conan novella, and uh, both of them completely different stories. But yeah. fantastic! This you <laughs> year you're, you're yeah. in your comic, and there's three pages of this novel at the minute, at the end, and it's really cool. Like it's really so. Yeah, br- brilliant books. And Conan's also going to be appearing in Avengers: No Road Home. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, and the 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 Savage Avengers. Yeah, uh huh. So totally, yeah, totally agree with you. Those, those are these are great. Conan's great stuff. I don't know what's behind the whether, whether Marvel have just got the license back or three-line fallow or. It seems like maybe one of them could be like a sort of shorter miniseries. Maybe could be. be Could be. Um, So just when we're talking about Jason Aaron, just when you mentioned him, Roddy. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Uh, Avengers number fourteen, which is Legacy number 704. Again, it's, it's moving towards uh war of the realms in two months, but like everything else in Marvel. Yes, yeah. yeah See, <laughs> everyone else, that Jason Aaron touches, uh, Jason Aaron and uh, David Marquez in Art, and this is the start of the Vampire War in Marvel. So Blade has become a member of the uh, of the Avengers, uh, but this is the fall of Castle Dracula as this uh, group of vampires have started tr- eliminating the weak, the weaker vampires in order to strengthen the entire nation and. Dracula effectively calls the Avengers. You know, <laughs> the Avengers end up up against these. It's it's a great story, really good, really great Avengers story. Um, and bringing the vampires back into the the forefront of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, these the they seem like real. The Shadow Colonel, that's what he's called, the leader of this group of of vampires. There's one that has it controls rats that have like grenades strapped to their backs. <laughs> these rats are just we suicide bombers, like and just. You know, and it seems these the Shadow Colonel and his team are trying to eliminate Dracula. They think he's part of the old guard, and they burn down Castle Dracula and kill all his brides. And it's uh, it's it's a great story. Well, it's just a way of Marvel trying to get
0: their uh, their vampire cannon back in order? So maybe. it seems like it's all over the place.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, obviously, Blade is. I think Blade is going to be a thing again. You know. Um, oh, they sort
0: of soft reintroduced Blade. Then there was it, Spirits of Vengeance. Yeah. Was yeah, he a team book with Blade and
1: right. Ghost Rider. He, he was in uh, Doctor Strange: Damnation. Yeah. Uh, as well, so but so he, he's, he's now a member of the Avengers, and he's it's definitely Wesley Snipes Blade like. <laughs> is there any other kind? <laughs> um, and now they're talking about potentially doing something with Wesley Snipes as Blade again, you know. So, so yeah, really, really good book. Um, really enjoying it, and uh, say it's it's been great since from the start, but now would be a good jumping on point as well, you know. So. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. um, Shout out to the first five pages of Sharky the Bounty
0: Hunter that we all read. <laughs> <laughs> I read the whole thing.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. like, um, probably not the biggest Mark Miller fan, but
0: yeah, enjoyed it. Very, yeah. very funny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, always said, you know, Mark Miller, Stephen King in comics, tons of ideas, but when he hits one, I think it is pretty awesome. And uh, Sharky the Bounty Hunter is one I really, really enjoyed as well. <laughs> But yeah, just Mark Miller. Just he does seem to get what makes a comic book fun. Mm-hmm. It's light and throwaway at times. Prodigy is the same. I find is it's, a, it's a good book so far. But it's very light, and you read it, you enjoy it, you forget about it. Yeah, but it's a good time when you're reading it. I think he's
3: he's really good at the setup as well. Yeah, like Sharky was fantastic for that. It's yeah.
0: like,
2: boom, you know.
0: Yeah, it you feels know like a lived-in word really yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, in the artist art as well as uh, Simone Bianchi.
1: Biology? Yeah. Uh, yeah, formerly Astonishing X-Men and uh, she's done a done a fair bit of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting style art and it su- it seems to suit that book. Suits that yeah. style, yeah. yeah. Um
0: is that another Chipsodarsky book there? Another uh, Marvel title for another me. Chip as well. DC. I
3: need to get some <laughs> DC love here. Invaders number two was february as well Mm -hmm. um continues we i think we really enjoyed number one yeah this kind of delivered on your you number one had the mystery of okay what what is uh charles xavier doing here number two sort of um delved into that a wee bit more you had bucky or no it was cap and uh i forgot the other guy's name
0: didn't read about
3: it. Nobody's going to help me out. Sorry? Nobody's going to no, help out. Uh, uh, The other guy's name, Cap and... Anymore? Bucky? Not Bucky. Jim or, Hammond of Human George? Yes. they <laughs> continue the mystery. There we go. <laughs> how to tell us, right,
0: I could help. <laughs> how to tell if Kate's not paying full yeah. <laughs> attention. A Marvel question hangs in the air yeah, without um, an answer. But
3: yeah, really good. <laughs> Namor's Descent into Madness continues. He's just... Bananas, yeah, and he? like,
1: um, he's a king of Atlantis, uh, yeah, uh-huh. but yeah. Um, I love that the cover actually there was a wee bit of um, sorry, go ahead. On, no, I was just gonna say, just
0: for the cover, you can see that it's uh, Steve Rogers being held underwater. And not I'm all comic covers tell, like, give you an indication of what's going to be inside, sometimes they're just yeah. great images or mm-hmm. splash pages or whatever. This, in a really subtle way,
1: tells you about the key element in that book, mm-hmm. which is all about Namor's distrust of Cap. And it's it's really interesting the this the story, and this obviously it continues on from the last story where it was shown that Namor was uh, clearly insane, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, whether that's post traumatic stress disorder or you know whatever it is, but this the story kind of the key story there's there's a mystery developing as to why Namor has been in charge uh, in touch with these people on the surface that were related to uh, a fallen soldier during World War Two and what. Charles Xavier's involvement was the yeah. picture, you know that Jim Hammond is seen as as he researches the, you know, that particular time period. Yeah. But the the core story features Cap seemingly mounting a mission into Atlantis in order to speak to his old friend, despite the fact Namor hasn't told him to has told him never to come back, or the next time he'd come back. It'd kill him so. Right, caps out there, str- uh, strangled him in the water. Yeah, <laughs> but uh but you know what you don't realize at the time is caps caps there being bright and bold as brass, while Bucky does his thing. He's the distraction, you know. And when, when Bucky yeah. sneaks in the back door and figures out exactly which is exactly what we've been, what's been shown that Bucky was to Cap. Uh, so the story, the story deepens. It's really, it's fantastic. I think this. Is, so is is this. Split between modern day and during yes. World War Two. Yeah, jumps yeah, you know? around yeah, yeah. a bit, you know, and that's the
0: way the Invaders should be. Yeah, you know, like mean? I, from the the obviously from Invaders, and even the first issue I was a wee
1: bit confused about mm. how Bucky was still hanging about with Captain America. It was mm. like, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and I mean the Human Torch doesn't age because he's an android. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, yeah, I think this is going to be its Marvel's celebration of eighty years, and I think this is going to be the, the the title of that. You know what I mean? Because the Invaders were obviously you know so. Yeah, really, really, really enjoying that one. Well, Enjoy a
0: nice it. segue from that is something that I don't think was going to be mentioned. But you say eightieth anniversary, think twenty fifth anniversary, think Jim Hammond. What have we not talked about? Marvels. Marvels annotated number one was yes, February. That's right. Was it February? Yeah. February thirteenth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this was a great like I haven't delved into it as much as these guys have, um, but this was an example you can see just from flicking through for a couple of seconds of how to do a prestige book in a special edition format. Uh, first half of the book, perfect reprints of the original story, the original issues, so you get issue zero and issue one in this uh, first one. And the back half of it is all just glorious back matter. Yep. <laughs> um, commentary, breaking down of panel structure, breaking down of themes, Script. scripts, uh, Easter storyboards. Eggs, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Marvel's annotated. The, the, there's certain books when they come out they feel special I think Moral Sanity you just tell just by looking at yeah. it yeah. straight yeah. away you were like this
2: this yeah.
1: I don't know the story the main story is a reprint you yeah. know what I mean but I've never it's the, fantastic the, the books are I've got the second one sitting uh, I'm going to try and convince Bruno to read it uh, you know, so, so, uh, do you have a couple of hours <laughs> yeah. it's great it really is great well that's yeah. it you
0: were saying yourself Roddy that you sat down to read it yeah. and suddenly it was an hour and a half later yeah. it was, but that, that's, that's it Like because I, I
3: was like I don't think I've read it in maybe 10 plus years since I mm. originally got it and then so I read the whole thing and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's like all this stuff at the back, and then you kind of you read read everything at the back, and then you kind of flip back <laughs> to different panels. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, have I ever done that before? Mm. I don't think
1: and so. They've, they've pulled out like some of Alex Ross's panels and made them into blown up pages. Yeah. And they're like yeah. I mean, I'm now going. How do I get that as a poster? How do I get that as a poster? <laughs> like, and and I cut you Yeah. That <laughs> needs to be, it needs to be big, like you know fantastic really really good yeah good good yeah, show the, the real, I question, I the real yeah. question I
0: have about Marvel's is Is there going to be a trade of it because I didn't want to I read it in singles I think there will be a trade I would yeah. say so yeah. I know that. obviously there's already Efty the Marvel's tone. trade well, The thing is, pick it up at any point Marvel's was a 64 page single issue yeah. each time yeah. you're doubling that straight away because yeah. the back matter is just as comprehensive well, instance, as you've the got first. issue zero as well. so you're talking 128 pages 256 512 Pages of Marvel's goodness. Oh, worth of every page. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a trade. It's going to be just a slab. Of see to be book. honest, then, it's, it's a it's a format that Marvels don't do. It's, it's a DC thing, which is absolute. But yeah. I would kill to see an absolute. Mm of marbles just, just as keith says marvel's to have that orwork blown up a bit but more you wouldn't
3: want to touch it though you'd just be like oh, on the coffee would. table just no like, no uh, it would be it, it would be the kids. coffee
0: table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think i dust on it and say time i want to read it's like no blow the dust off <laughs> <laughs> like see when it comes to those big editions, those are there to be read big time. as with all comics yeah um but yeah i'd love to see marvels blown up because yeah. it, like keith was there in the store today when i was chatting with someone about it and you know, I refer to Marvels now as the Watchmen of the Marvel Universe. It's it's that good. It's
1: fantastic. Um,
0: fantastic. And it's, it was a real gap in my knowledge until Keith was kind enough to let me in and it was mm-hmm. And that was before
1: we even knew that Annotated was coming out. Yeah, yeah it was I mean. true,
0: yeah. Um now you're
1: worried. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I don't think I could have waited month to month on no. it, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah good book. Great but, book. But
0: uh, yeah, it's Marvels Annotated. Just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Um, I've got a DC book in front of me. What? That was Alan Hinton for uh, so hold <laughs> well, no, on, I'll pick him up here So. Uh, Superman, Superman number eight, legacy number may.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Still has to get a weekend. Did you see
1: that? that good. Um, so great book, uh, Bendis uh, writing, um, and it it follows. Uh, I've, I've really fallen in love with, with John Kent, the son, son of Superman, the the son of Steel, uh, and uh, the last story. We knew that obviously John had disappeared off for a summer holiday across the universe with yeah. his mum and uh, Jor-el. His grandfather. The recently returned Jorel. I don't know why they ever thought it would be a good idea to send their what? son off with Jorel uh, <laughs> because he's mad as a box of frogs. Um, <laughs> so Lois came back eventually. She you know and left left the son and then he's he's come back as a as a teenager, um, and he's now telling the story of what happened to him and. You know the time that they spent with his grandfather, and the, the the year that his grandfather didn't talk to him, and as you're going through the story, it's clear that John was vulnerable. You know, and controlled by Jor and you know there's times that he, you know, they he he learns he learns about his powers and he learns about being a hero, and they 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 fight evil on planets, and at one stage he meets a Green Lantern, but at the point he meets a Green Lantern, he kind of goes, he's ready to ask the Green Lantern to take a message to his father to say. I need to go home, come and get me, you know what I mean? So it's it's like nearly, there's there's an element of fear there as well. So it's mm-hmm. really, so we find out what's, what's going on in that year and that's effectively how the issue ends with, with John going, Dad, Granddad's crazy. We need to stop him, you know? So uh, yeah, really good. Really enjoying Bendis on, on Superman. I have a couple here and one that...
3: Very controversial that has not been mentioned yet.
1: Oh, is it because I haven't
0: mentioned Just Like Dark? I'm waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> you can go for that first. <laughs> not, it does. Was need to the February same. issue Just Like Dark? Was that the one where Mambat's sitting up yes. late writing the letters? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that was great. that was a great issue. It was very Tales from the Crypt vibe. But yeah. I really enjoyed that as well. I'm gonna pass this one to Keith. It's so controversial. You can't even oh, say it yourself.
1: Yeah, Gunning for Hits Two was out uh, in uh, in February as well continues um, to be an absolutely yeah, fantastic oh record. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the third issue sitting I think. Very good as well. I uh, just have to get into it. Um, really enjoying it. Continues the story of Martin Mills and his day-to-day as a record
0: AR r mm-hmm. Um yeah, second issue was great. I love the um I love the art style of the second issue where they would always show different buildings they were in. Yes. And they would yeah, have yeah. like the building up the far part uh, close to the margins. Then you would have all these big panels dotted it's, it's around. It's strange,
2: isn't it?
3: Because it's so. It's very European. It's unassuming sometimes, yeah. but it's gorgeous to look at. You don't really. It's very wordy as well. Like usually, I'm not like a really big fan of that, but it's. Wordy in a really good way. A writer,
0: very, not fan of a wordy comic book.
3: No, because I've been I've been told. Uh, the more like the less panel or the less uh, bubbles you write, and the better the better writer you are.
0: Has Roland told you that because he no. wants to throw everything? <laughs> <laughs> the writer's getting in the way of my beautiful arm. Well,
3: that's actually quite a good segue because um, I had another one that I read last time I was here, which has no no, um, no dialogue balloons at all. Hit Girls season two, number
2: one. Yeah, that's, I that's it a this damn fine well. segue. Like, yeah.
3: um, effortless. And, but like, um so first it's it's just art is it yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. so kevin smith didn't write it (laughs) you you, you can tell there's there's a lot of visual jokes (laughs) in it that you just they have his stamp all over it i actually forgot it was out to be honest
3: it's probably probably a really interesting thing to see his script for that like what um yeah he obviously directed it but like
0: Hit girl. Um, hit girl yeah. walks into a shop. Stands behind the counter it's for like two hours.
3: You, That's like that's what I really love about comics is like print. Is it print? Print? Prine- I can't remember the artist's name. But it's like where is that line between the two of them? Yeah, and that's what I really like about it. Yeah. Um, but it was really really funny book. Really violent and. There was a lot well. of good
0: jokes in it. It is a very quick read. It's literally a three minute read, four yeah. minute read. But you do find yourself chuckling the whole way through it. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good first issue as well. I'm read this issue too yet though.
2: Um,
0: Didn't realize it was it. And just saying that as well about a pure visual book and wondering what the um, where the line is between the artist and writer. which I read the latest issue of Batman. Really. It's almost completely wordless. So it is really. And the art is. <laughs> so they're going to like <laughs> it because yeah, Tom Paul. King wrote it. Or. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who knows
3: <laughs> I, like, I like him he's <laughs> you, know, you clearly don't <laughs>
2: but um, There's so many times we I like flip flop between him and <laughs> Mr.
3: Miracle liking it today we had um, <laughs> Batman Who Laughs which Batman Who Laughs was, was it number 3 she, was,
0: was it 3 yeah it was 3 and then Grim Knight was start of March um, so it was, it was so.
3: still really enjoyable um, Scott Snyder can't, can't go wrong with him can yeah he?
0: he's, like, he's he's killing it on Batman Who Laughs I think so far three more issues issue three was say. great you just don't know me what happened in issue three <laughs> issue three was great yeah it took me away because is I just they read on? I don't um, I can't spoil
2: mm-hmm.
0: it it was, um, it was basically Batman gets to James James Gordon mm-hmm. and Jim Gordon and it's basically between Jim Gordon and Batman trying to get James to help them yeah um, and then the Grim Knight shows up and Beast is cool like Grim Knight is <laughs> and shoots up the place but there's a part where uh there it's basically Grim Knight and Batman having a backwards of forwards and Grim Knight's going, Oh, what do you wanna do, shoot me? And this is where Batman goes, Well I'm actually the best shot in this universe and fires the uh grab one hook, misses mm-hmm. and Grim Knight's like, Oh are you? And it's like it flips back around and ties up um the Grim Knight's leg. It's just great. It's just <laughs> it's Scott Snyder can write Batman. Yeah. Scott Snyder is the Batman writer. Well, give it a six months he won't be writing Batman anymore ever apparently. Stop. once last night comes out <laughs> but uh, yeah just spotted another one there Roddy's having a little look through what was, was out in February oh, again sorry. surprised no. But, no not at all it's just something I'm surprised that neither Keith nor I mentioned which was uh, the magic order came to a conclusion oh sorry it's in Keith's but <laughs> beg your pardon <laughs> continue um, <laughs> thoroughly fantastic conclusion yes, uh, they brilliant. made us wait for it uh, it got delayed and moved a couple of weeks. Um yeah. but brilliant title, you yeah. know. Just as we're saying about Miller, when he
1: gets it right, he gets it right. yeah, I mean it's, they, they played it like a press the yeah. and,
0: interesting enough. Does this have a big Netflix logo on the back of it, like Sharky the bank it, does, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Right. Okay. Magic Order yeah. was the first one yes, that was announced yes, through yes, the Netflix. Uh, Apparently, right. they've been filming it and. They pull no punches in this issue. Like There's a ton of finality to it yes, certain yes, characters. Yes, there is. Uh, but they do also say, Volume 2 coming to The trailer that's out right next month? Uh, end of April. That was no, a fantastic,
1: fantastic six-issue, limited series. Yeah. Really, really good. It, really you good. Know, just
0: imagine a grown-up version of Harry Potter with tons of good fellas <laughs> in it. Uh, yeah, loved Magic Order. Um, But yeah, I'm the last... Forwarding. Apologies for stating your thunder there. Not at all, no, not at all. Keith's um, fuming, he's actually, yeah, he's actually getting ready to walk out. <laughs> know, come up. back. Hey, come <laughs> we'll talk about Marvel, it's fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, really so should. speaking of Marvel. Avengers: uh, New Road Home started in February. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, what's it going to be? Uh, it's 10, 10, I believe. Yeah. So and 6 uh, was out this week. Interestingly, they've legacy numbered it oh really yep they've uh, legacy numbered it uh, they legacy numbered as
0: legacy part of the Avengers, Avengers? yes because yeah. Avengers just recently went past 700 didn't it
1: so yeah, yeah they, they have yep yep yeah. yeah. They've legacy numbered Avengers. So weird. That's strange. It's legacy number 704 and Avengers number 14, and this picks up at 708, so obviously this takes place then four issues later. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I wonder they I wonder if that begins where are they... the main
0: Avengers run ends before War of the Realms.
1: I think that's exactly what it'll do. Yeah, yep. cool. But No Road Home is the sequel to Avengers No Surrender. Um, that's what it was called, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Uh, which was the twelve Possibly issue weekly it's limited series. Not an Irish joke here. Uh, <laughs> this picks up after it. The story in No Road Home uh, is, comes directly off the ramifications of No Surrender and what happened during it. Uh, it's a slightly different Avengers team um, assembled by uh, Mystery Avenger Voyager, who again was uh, last uh, was from the last series. Uh, we've got uh, Hercules. We've got Spectrum, Monica Rambo, We've spoken about her already this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, a damaged vision. We've got Scarlet Witch, Voyager, Hawkeye, uh, the Immortal Hulk, and Rocket Raccoon uh, on the team. So um, something has happened that has well, whatever whatever occurred at the end of No Surrender, well, I can tell you what it was. That's uh, a spoiler-filled
2: <laughs> review show. Uh,
1: at the end of no, uh, part of No Surrender, the Earth was moved out of its uh, out of its own orbit and therefore out of the sun, Uh, and uh, there was a a curse by um, Zeus, the head of the Greek gods, Hercules' father, uh, against uh, the Nyx, who was the the Greek god of darkness. Um, She was imprisoned until the sun shone upon the earth no longer, so whenever the earth moved out of the sun's shadow, she was released from prison. She proceeded to massacre all of the Greek gods and you know, uh, Voyager intervened to get the Avengers together. So now we're on a bit of a, a widget hunt uh, in order to find all the bits of her soul before she can find them. Um, it's not going so well, <laughs> <laughs> but really enjoying it again. It's the a writing team of uh, Al Ewing, Jim Zog, Mark Wade. Um, you know, so they they got together. Those writers got together to write No Surrender, and they enjoyed it so much that they've they've, they've come back together to write no road home you know and Al Ewing I think always enjoys bringing the Immortal Hulk into these things and so it's uh, very very cool that's, where, yeah. immortal that's exactly where Immortal Hulk had his first appearance that's exactly where Immortal certain... Hulk had his first appearance and the ramifications because Hawkeye's in this team the ramifications because Hulk's a bit pissed off that
2: right, Hawkeye yeah. shot
1: Bruce Banner despite the fact that Hawkeye Hulk, Hulk's going that wasn't my orders that was Bruce Banner's orders yeah I'm a bit pissed off about the whole affair you know <laughs> um the Preview to Hunted came out in February, uh, 16.hu, uh, that was a lovely Black Widow and Spider-Man story, Yeah. Uh, which they're, they're segueing these uh, throughout Hunted, Hunted started last week, didn't it?
0: Um, The main series, yeah, issue yeah. 17.
1: Um, so obviously there's been a bit of history between Sp- Peter and Black Widow, or Black Black, Black Widow, Man. Black Cat. <laughs> um, you know, they've got a lot of back history, they, they used to date and so forth and so on, and then she, he took away her memories of him, who he was, and that.
0: And there was a good issue through the main amazing run, Yeah. focus on Black Yeah, This did, almost it. felt like a follow-up
1: to it that It did, yeah, it did. You know, and, uh, yeah, there was, uh, it, it was great. It turned out I wasn't interested in getting it, but certainly that dot .hu issue was, mm-hmm. was great. So Yeah, it was pleasantly surprised, yeah. actually, yeah. It was, sure. and the, the, the fact she was able to use a spider tracer that he had given her years ago, uh, and all of that sort of stuff. It was, involved... Uh, the lizard's son, Billy Connors, haven't been he yeah, was, who was captured them. in the original in yeah. the core Amazing Spider Man title and so yeah.
0: It it spoke nicely. There was there was good elements in that as well to her conscience where she could actually escape. Yeah, and, she made the know, choice to she, go back. Yeah. She obviously has this whole reputation as like I'm out for me, I'm out for number one. And she has the chance to leave and just leave the kid behind. And then there's almost like this real Oh damn it moment and then she but, the edge, turns and runs. Felicia's
1: back. Felicia's always sort of Toed that line between yeah, on the edge. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was good, and it sets up. It sets up why Spider Man is in the condition he's in. Mm -hmm. You know, at this stage, you know, but as Holland starts, he's at a real low ebb. He's 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 very sick, and he's expecting something bad to happen, and he's just seen Ned Leeds die again, and he's seen Flash Thompson die, and he's he's really. You know, the old Parker Lux just at the, the top of its game, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, where, where Peter functions best, you know, where at least the stories do. So, so yeah, looking good as well. And then um, an image title for me, Die 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 number eight. Um, die Day it just bears mentioning. <laughs> it's been a fantastic Kirkman book. Thought it was going to go... It, it seems to have long, some longevity, you know what I mean? I thought it was maybe going to be four or five issues, but uh, totally ridiculous book. Um, Over the top, Violence. Um, <laughs> it's just really, really enjoying it. You're still reading it on. Yeah. Yeah. So We've good book. Yeah, um, just over the top. Yeah. You know, like a O.T.T. Eighties
0: Arnie movie mixed with Steven Seagal mixed with you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, you know, Patriot Games. I mean, you only have to look at the cover. You see, a, it looks like a nuclear bomb. going for the White House. I hope there's
3: nothing important in that big White <laughs> House.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Die, Die, Die is an interesting one as well, just from a purely release point of view as well, because it was in the latest previews book that they resolicited one the ate, yeah. mm-hmm. and we talked earlier about how sometimes comics can be a funny thing where three weeks after something's out, you might not be able to get it again and stuff like that. So it just continues to be, like Kirkman continues to set the standard, I think, with how to release books, and now it's like, you missed out on this, you prefer single issues to trades, Boom! Here's the issue's one eight resolicited order from your comic store. So we've talked about this title a few times. So if it is yeah. one that you would like in the single issue format, just let us know because, uh, as I say, one eight have been resolicited and and you know available now. So
1: and that's what uh, that's what he says uh, at the end of this issue. Um, there was a real a real short moment at the end of the issue, um, but he says, "Hey, folks, Robert here. Don't want to keep you on suspense. Despite this series being all about surprise from the get go." I don't want to leave you hanging here. We are going on a hiatus now that this initial 8-issue arc is wrapped. We'll be collecting this arc and do a nice handy volume very soon. We'll be coming back for the second art starting in the fall. Uh, for you retailers out there, when we return we'll be soliciting the series in the proper traditional manner. Uh, this has been a fun experiment but it has its snags along the way and we pride ourselves on listening to our retail partners. Um, to Provide the most painless shopping experience possible for our fans. Uh, if you happen to miss an issue, which I'm hearing has happened a little due to our unorthodox way of releasing this book, please note we have kept all issues in print. They're still still order- orderable from your local retailer, so ask them. We overprinted by a lot on each issue to account for the surprise shipping schedule. Um, yeah,
0: it was one of those books that shipped, you couldn't order through previews normally. You had to keep an eye on the advanced shipping list, which was the one that you get a week in advance. And you had to keep an eye on it, make sure then that you ordered it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting way they released it, but.
1: That's what you say. It's been great fun to be dropping issues on you guys without showing covers <laughs> and without even knowing when the story arc would be complete. I hope it enhanced the overall reading experience. So thanks for being along for the ride.
3: His um, oblivion song. Um, the second arc ended. It has yeah so, as well. yeah. so yeah, that's maybe one. I'm a trade reader of that. Same here. It's just solicited
1: uh, here. Um, Next month, issues thirteen and volume two. Two words, two books. Yeah. One release day. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> it. There we go. Yeah. We're yeah. in. So <laughs> it's,
0: it's going back again to what we're saying about how Kirkman's so good with you know how to release books mm-hmm. on time and in, in good ways. Because yeah, trade out same day as thirteen. So mm-hmm. but yeah, somebody wrote I'm uh, trade reading it and I just picked up the second trade today so I can throw in the pile. Uh, I, I go
1: Yeah. Crazy book, really worth if you if you can pick up the first eight issues. Yeah. singles or the first arc and triad I highly recommend it most enjoyable cool um,
2: anything
3: else anybody wants to Martian throw in Martian Manhunter number three, three as well really good continues to be absolutely nuts yeah absolutely crazy um, yeah
0: mean, great art style <laughs> it, which I'm really 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 digging um, yeah I agree Martian Manhunter has been great so far it's good
3: I think we, we maybe next review show we'll get a good chat about it yeah
0: well, by then we'll have yeah yeah just issue 3 and then even 4 perhaps because yeah. it'll be uh, out this month I think it's next week actually um, next week's a massive week It's I was looking at the release schedule and you got Detective Twenty, um, Detective 1000 you've got Heroes in Crisis you've got the next part of Amazing Spider-Man Hunted you've got uh, Flash you've got uh, Martian Manhunter you've got Shazam you've got um, Fantastic yeah. Four you've got like next week that uh, sound you hear is Keith thinking I already have two weeks to catch up on and then there's next week Um, but yeah next week's an absolute monster of a week so it is so luckily uh, Vicky is off on the Tuesday and she's very happily coming to work with me to help me bag and board everything this week was big enough yeah Um,
1: next
0: Next week's even bigger what have we
1: got Action Comics Avengers No Road Home Batman Beyond Batman Beyond such a book Daredevil 3 Detective 1000 Doctor Strange Fantastic Four Heroes of Crisis Invaders 3 uh, League of Gentlemen Tempest this Come an end, end. Uh, William Gibson's Alien
2: 3 Oh
3: yeah Number 4 was February I think mm. Yeah mm-hmm. really good uh, Resistance number 2 I think was February as well Really good really good Aliens title I think it was first week of March Was it?
0: Oh no way Oh, it's right. the I don't make mistakes I think, <laughs> I, think I was February oh. or well the number one this February like so
2: oh, if I, if gonna We're going to have to
0: check them out here we we'll go alien resistance the race to find oh, out when it came out oh, oh. please let me be right <laughs> <laughs> is where Roddy finds it first and goes no no I was right and then I'll God just up. last day of February yes I Not accept through you. apology you stuck through by <laughs> <my> the <laughs> skin of your teeth there is that us fellows. I think, I I think, think that is. might be yes. us I think Keith is ready for bed um you know, given the uh, tumultuous weekend that he had. Um, Kieran's going straight home to read The Mr. Miracle yeah, Trail. can't wait to catch up and read them again. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy's away home to bask in the glory of being right about when Elon two was happening. Because I care about it so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, I think I might actually go and read Oblivion song volume two. Ah, um, so good. that's all from us. So the usual two and a half hours.
1: Nice one. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna knock it off at two hours twenty-five minutes. Yep.
0: Perfect. That we are. I'm sure um, it's less than that. I'm sure we will be back soon. Uh previews books. I'm not sure if they're due next week or the week after, but we'll be Still back soon after. with previews. Yeah, there's some good looking stuff as cool. well. You know? Yeah, so yeah. goodbye for me.
1: See you later. Then <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah,
0: see you later. <laughs> alright that was your opportunity to go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>